the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Into a Friday. We made it through the week. There was a, a time Tuesday evening. I didn't know if I could make it. Not really, but it was just seemed so dramatic when I put it that way. Now, things uh, good to have you for the ride for the whole week. We made it through another week of uh, of work. That's a good thing. Big story today: the memo's out. It's here, and uh, it showed it showed us exactly what we all thought it was going to show us, and that is that dossier was used by the FBI to get some stuff done, and they knew it was all a lie. Now, when you know that something's a lie and you go ahead and use it and uh, get somebody under uh, surveillance because of it, and we've only know about one person thus far. I think there's probably more. We'll probably hear about that as we go along. There's still stuff coming out from uh, the uh, report about the FBI, the internal report that got McCabe to resign the number two man in charge. I'm I'm just telling you, this is just the opening salvo of this. And you got, you got some people out there to go, wow, they didn't go as deep as I thought they were going to go. Oh, they are just hang in there. Russ, this reminds me so much of Watergate. It's ridiculous. Just a, a constant, you know, drip, drip, drip of stuff and then a shoe falls off and when it falls off it always hits somebody in the head because they've been out there uh lying and they get caught in their lies what is it they always say the cover-up is worse than the crimes many times and uh this makes comey look like an idiot definitely does that uh rothenstein looks like an idiot i mean there's just so many people who've been playing this just ridiculous uh, there's a cover letter here from Nunes that I got, I, I, I got this a couple hours ago when they made it, uh, they unclassified it. And then the president said, yeah, sure. Release it. And then they released it just about 10 minutes later. Uh, the, uh, house permanent select committee on intelligence known as the committee, uh, and all that they have done. As you read through this, it's it's really a sad state of affairs uh, for the FBI. It's a real black eye for them. And other people are going to lose their jobs before this is over. I don't know if people, uh, when they dig deeper, if there's even more malfeasance. 
But this ore guy, he's really deep into this. What was his uh, position? Now, you got to look here. He was like, was turned over to him, and he never uh, let anybody know that about the dossier as far as who was behind it and all that. You know, because the dossier with DNC and uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, they based an investigation into an American citizen on a political hit piece. That wasn't true. That was not true. The dossier was compiled by Christopher Steele on behalf of the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign formed an essential part of the Carter Page FISA application. Steele was a longtime FBI source who was paid over $160,000 by the DNC and Clinton campaign via the law firm of Perkins Coy and research firm Fusion GPS to obtain derogatory information on Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Now, the FBI is still using this guy as a source. So you use a guy for a source that all he does is dig up dirt for political campaigns. Unbelievable. Neither the initial application to the FISA court in October 2016, nor any of the renewals, because there's got to be a renewal, I believe it's every 90 days, because that's supposed to give you oversight of this to keep this exact thing from happening unless all the people who are doing the renewals are in the bag with it. So, uh, nor any of the renewals disclosed or referenced the role of the DNC, the Clinton campaign, or any party campaign in funding Steele's efforts, even though the political origins of the Steele dossier were known to senior Department of Justice and FBI officials. They all knew it was nothing but crap. They all knew it was all put together by uh, the political party against whom Donald Trump was running. The initial FISA application notes Steele was working for a named U.S. person but does not name Fusion GPS and Principal Gene Simpson, who was paid by a U.S. law firm. Guess who? If you said Perkins Coy, the law firm that Hillary Clinton was using, you'd be exactly right. Plus, used by the DNC. The application does not mention Steele was ultimately working on behalf of and paid by the DNC and Clinton campaign or that the FBI had separately authorized payment to Steele for the same information. The uh, Carter Page FISA application cited extensively a September 23rd, 2016 Yahoo News article by Michael Isikoff, which focuses on Page's July 2016 trip to Moscow. The article does not collaborate the Steele dossier because it is derived from information leaked by Steele himself to Isikoff. The Page FISA application incorrectly assesses that Steele did not directly provide information to Yahoo News. Steele has admitted in British court filings that he met with Yahoo News. 
and he met with other outlets as well to start dripping this information into the news cycle. In September of 2016, at the direction of Houston GPS, Perkins Coy was uh, aware of Steele's initial media contacts because they hosted at least one meeting in Washington, D.C. in 2016 with Steele and Fusion GPS where this matter was discussed. Steele was suspended, terminated on an F- as an FBI source, so what the FBI denies or defines, pardon me, defines as the most serious of violations and unauthorized disclosure to the media of his relationship with the FBI in an October 30th, 2012 Mother Jones article by David Korn. Still should have been terminated for his previous undisclosed contacts with Yahoo and other outlets in September before the page application was even submitted to the FISA court in October. But Steele improperly concealed from and lied to the FBI about those contacts. Steele's numerous encounters with the media violated the cardinal rule of source handling, maintaining confidentiality, and demonstrated that Steele had become a less than reliable source for the FBI. Of course. They knew that he was working for the DNC and Hillary, and they were still using the dude as a source. Come on. Before and after Steele was terminated as a source, he maintained contact with the DOJ uh, via then associate, uh, associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr, who's a senior DOJ official who worked closely with Deputy Attorneys General Yates, and later Rosenstein. Shortly after the election, the FBI began an interviewing or documenting his communications with Steele. For example, in September 2016, Steele admitted to Orr his feelings against then-candidate Trump when Steele said he, quote, was desperate that Donald Trump not get elected and was passionate about him not being president. This clear evidence of Steele's bias was recorded by Orr at the time and then put in official FBI files but not reflected in any of the page FISA applications. In other words, they knew he was working for the DNC. They knew he was working for Hillary Clinton. They knew that he wanted to get rid of Trump. He wanted Trump to lose but yet they accepted what he was telling them and they did not tell the judges. And then during this time to add uh, frosting to the cake, Orr's wife was employed by Fusion GPS to assist in the uh, cultivation of opposition research on Trump. This is so incestuous, it's ridiculous. Or later provided the FBI with all of his wife's opposition research paid for by whom? If you said the DNC and the Clinton campaign, you'd be right. And guess who they paid? This time it wasn't the lawyer. This time they paid Fusion GPS. The Orr's relationship with Steele and Fusion GPS was inexplicably concealed. 
from the folks that they, you know, the Department of Justice and from the FBI. They knew what this all meant, folks. So now, according to the head of the FBI's counterintelligence division, collaboration of Steele dossier was in its infancy at the time of the initial page FISA application. After Steele was terminated, a source validation report conducted by an independent union unit within FBI assessed Steele's reporting as only minimally checked out. Yet in early January 2017, Director Comey briefed President-elect Trump on a summary of that dossier, even though it was, according to his June 2017 testimony, salacious and unverified. But they were using material within that dossier that was funded by the DNC, that was funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign, that was worked on by Orr's wife, that was worked on by a guy who'd wanted Trump not to get elected. They were using that to pursue this collusion with the Russians. There's more still to come, which is going to get, this is, is going to get more and more interesting. There's a lot of people that are standing in stinky stuff that looks like mud, but it's not mud. I'm just telling you. But it's sticking to them, and it stinks. 19 minutes after 2, Dave Ellswick's show. want you to remind you about uh, Sonny's. Sonny's, uh, of course, is known for being uh, the best recycled auto parts uh, facility here in our market. Do the job. They're hooked up to every other uh, auto salvage yard in the United States, basically. Thousands of others. And up into Canada as well. So if they don't have the part that you're looking for, maybe they don't have an, an engine that you need to have for the 1968 uh, GTO that you want to get fixed up. They can find one and they can get it sent here. And then their mechanics can install it for you. Give you a great warranty, unlimited mileage during the time the warranty is in effect and make sure that your car is off and running down the highway again, the way you want it to. All you have to do is call Sonny's. Their number is 982-7451. And you just talk to one of the professionals there at Sonny's Auto Salvage, and they'll do a great job of making sure that you're taken care of. Coming up in the next half hour, Richard Manning's going to join us. He's president of Americans for Limited Government, and we're going to talk to him about the memo. Uh, it, this is going to, this is one of those stories that will take a few days to shake out into the news and, uh, for most people to understand what's going on, uh, with this. That's why on Monday I'll have somebody else on at about two thirty-five on Monday, uh, to talk about this in, in more detail. And we'll probably talk about it some more after that. Because there's a lot, there's, this is serious stuff. Just tell you, 
the left is going to tell you it's not serious. There's nothing there. Don't pay any attention to it. You don't have to worry about it. Nothing there. Drive on by. Keep going. There is. Your government is spying on people and lying to be able to spy on people. 22 after 2, it's the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. You know, I found out something today that I did not know, Russ. Uh, because I'm in, you know, still working and uh, that I'm not going to go on Medicare when I turn 65, which is just days away for me, uh, I still got to call the Social Security office and report that I'm not going on Medicare that I'm going to be on my insurance here. Well, of course, you've got to tell them how to do their job. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, I really, i got to call them up and tell them what uh, that I'm not going to take Medicare. I would expect that if I haven't called and uh, to take Medicare, that it means that I'm not taking it. So I don't know. It just, Heaven I, forbid you forget to pay your taxes. They will hunt you down <laughs> like the dog that you are. A rabbit dog. Not just a dog, a rabbit dog. They'll really be looking for you. Just wait this. Uh, uh, I, I say all that to remind you that everything that you know about claiming your Social Security benefits has been turned upside down. They wanted to know if I was going to start taking Social Security on the 15th. I said, uh, no, no. Uh, not until I'm well after 66 so I can get, you know, full benefits and be left alone by you people. The new rules for claiming your benefits go into effect for the, uh, uh, this year. And I mean, they're already going on. Uh, and by the way, Tuesday of next week, David Lucas will be on in the four o'clock hour to talk about that. Something that you really need to know about, because if you don't do it right, if you don't get claiming your social security benefits exactly right. It can end up costing you tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits. You know, that, that, that are rightfully yours. They're yours. You've been, been taxed for them, you know, since uh, you started working in my case, when I was 13 years old, you can get facts uh, about these changes in the update at 2018 guide social security from David Lucas of the David Lucas show. Uh, of course, the David Lucas show airs Saturdays right here on 96.5 FM. The answer, uh, he does the show at 10 AM and 3 PM. Uh, it's a simple, easy to read guide. It's, uh, going to tell you all, all, everything you need to know for this year about social security. It'll be changed next year. I'm just telling you, they'll change things. And so this simple and easy to read guide is packed full of up-to-date information uh, for this year, they can help you avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars over the time that you take Social Security. So to get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, you've heard me talk about this already. And if you haven't acted on this, you should. Just be one of the first 10 callers and uh, do it right now. 501 653 6690. That number again, 501-653-6690. And uh, that will get you, excuse me, get you that 2018 guide to Social Security. Todd Starnes coming up here in just about 30 seconds. We'll get uh, get with him and then we'll pay some bills. 
Then we'll come back in the uh, next half hour. And our guest, Richard Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government. And we're going to talk about the memo. Get you some more information on it when we come back. Because I don't want you just to think that I'm blowing smoke here. I'm telling you, there's fire here. And it's not a good fire for democracy in America. All right, 25 minutes until uh, 3 o'clock. And uh, Richard Manning should be joining us in just a few moments. Did you get that uh, email I sent you about Richard? Russ? Yeah, he's got it. He's calling him now. He's going to call him. We're going to get him on here. He is the president of Americans for Limited Government. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the memo here. So this is Trey Gowdy came out and... uh, was asking questions as well today. Uh, I'm so sorry that, you know, he's not going to run for reelection. Really wish that he was important guy to have, uh, over there in the Senate, but, uh, evidently not going to, you know, going to go on and, and try to do things. Uh, you know, there's a question out there about why did the intelligence community wait so long to release this? And uh, I don't know if you heard this from Judge Napolitano yesterday, but made an interesting point. You know, they just re-upped this whole thing about the spying on uh, civilians in the FISA court and all the rest. And it's the judge's opinion that they held it because the intelligence community, uh, community and the committee uh, from the House did not want to drop that on the members of the, of the house just before they were going to take the vote on whether to continue on with the FISA court and whatnot. So, you know, that makes sense to me. You know, they didn't want anything to derail, you know, the vote, so to speak. So that's something to, to keep in mind because it is, you know, what you're seeing here is they tell you that, you know, there's no way with all of the backups they got and, you know, the, these, uh, this court that they have to go to and they got to show sufficient evidence to be able to, you know, start, uh, you know, checking up on you and following you, whatever, uh, that something like this couldn't happen and something like this happened. And I bet you it's happened a lot. I guess the one thing I can say uh, that I was, you know, worried about, uh, uh, you know, and have been for a long, long time uh, is that uh, you give people this kind of power. It's really hard for them not to use it for their own gain. And that's you know that I've always been afraid of that. Now I understand we needed to do some things uh, to combat terrorism. I think this is overkill. And the other thing with the memo coming out, there was something that was not included in it that I was I was hoping, and it maybe it's going to come out later. And this is the whole thing about you know unmasking, because that's really serious as well. I mean, that's not an easy thing to pull off either. 
to be able to go do it. And yet, during the Obama administration, they were unmasking people left and right. You know, unmasking is where you're checking on somebody, but you don't know who the person is that you're checking on, and then they unmask them so you know, in fact, exactly who it is uh, that, uh, that you're dealing with. All right, we understand Richard Manning is with us now. Let's bring him up on the Dave Ellswick Show here at 96.5 FM, uh, The Answer. Welcome to Little Rock, Richard. And uh, what do you think of uh, the memo after reading it? Well, I have to say that um, it's truly disturbing that we have a James Comey who signed three FISA warrants, um, knowing full well that the underlying rationale behind them was false. Um, so that the so that the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice under Obama could spy on Trump campaign officials. Um, it is you know it's kind of the worst fear that many of us had. We were able to put put together the pieces beforehand and say that it looked like this occurred, but deep down I really hoped that it had not, because it's so fundamentally dangerous to everything that, that we believe to be true about our country. And when the FBI and the Department of Justice under Obama became so politically weaponized that they were actually engaging and using the government resources to spy on the opponent's campaign, in this case, President Trump's campaign, it is it's chilling to the bone that they did this. And then remember, they then spied on President Trump's transition team, of which I was a member, um, and then he continued spying on into the uh, administration. Yeah, now, so, Richard, Richard, let me stop you just for a moment. Yeah, we know about this one instance. How many instances were there is the question now that this kind of stuff was going on? Well, I think it's pretty clear it was going on uniformly. We uh, the, the Nunes memo doesn't touch on the unmaskings of uh, Trump administration officials and transition people. Um, we know that the Obama administration requested about 350 unmaskings. Um, Samantha Powers alone requested 350 mm-hmm. unmaskings, um, an unprecedented number of, of uh, intrusions into private, into the telecommunications of private citizens who happen to be affiliated with the Trump campaign or the Trump transition. There was an all-out spying operation being engaged in by the Obama administration on the the Trump, both the Trump campaign and then the Trump team in transition. And that is, it makes Watergate, I hate to say it, look like a third-rate burglary. Well, it was. (laughs) Well, yes, yes. I I I used that for a reason. I understand. Because uh, they blew it up into a big thing. The whole of Watergate to look like a third-rate burglary. Remember, Richard Nixon was accused in the in the indictment and uh, in the articles, the articles of impeachment, was accused of thinking about using the IRS to go after his political enemies. President Obama did use the IRS to go after his political enemies. Yes, he did. He was he was accused of having an enemies list. Well, President Obama's team actually went and spied on their spied on the opposing campaign in an attempt to overturn the election, in an attempt to, to skew the election towards Hillary Clinton. It is, and subsequently, they've spent a year 
with this with this Robert Mueller fellow um, doing a wholesale special counsel investigation, attempting to put together the uh, a basis for overturning the results of the the election, and the entire Mueller probe is would never have even occurred unless they had the the ability to spy on the Trump campaign. And so it all started with a with the fact that James Comey and 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 the DOJ went to the FISA court and said, let us spy on the Trump campaign and they used a political document, the dossier that they knew was a political document that James Comey testified under oath was salacious and unverified. Mm-hmm. They used a salacious and unverified document to justify spying on the Trump campaign. Then they fed and get this. This is the most almost almost as amazing. Then they fed the Steele dossier to Michael Isakoff, who was running for for Yahoo News. He used to be with Washington Post, um, and he then wrote a collusion story about the Trump campaign. And they used the Isakoff collusion story from the same dossier, right, to show oh, independent confirmation that there's Russia collusion. And so they could get the FISA warrant renewed. Then they leaked it to David Korn, who's with Mother Jones, who's a far left, which is a far left publication. In fact, it's a socialist workers' party kind of publication. But they leaked it to him, got another story, and they used it again in front of the FISA court. So effectively, the FBI manipulated the FISA court, knowing full well that their underlying documentation was was false. And to be able to continue spying on the Trump administration, uh, the Trump campaign and administration, these people have violated the, the trust of the American people, and they need to be, A, the Mueller investigation should be shut down. B, Rod Rosenstein, who's the deputy AG, who signed one of those FISA warrants, needs to step down. And C, anybody who's, been, who's named in these memos or who is involved in this needs to be expurgated from this administration. And the only question that remains is whether they'll be prosecuted for violating the law. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Bruce Orr, uh, you know, his wife was working on that dossier. That's that's just stuff that's crazy. She was working for Fusion GPS. Yeah, she was working for Fusion GPS, who, as your listeners probably know, was the uh, intermediary between the Democratic National Com- Committee and, and the Clinton campaign and the um, and Christopher Steele. Um, his wife is a Russia expert who Fusion GPS hired in April of 2016, um, about the same time they got hired by the DNC, and it's pretty clear that Fusion that she she and Bruce Orr, who was the number four guy at the Department of Justice, um, basically passed information back and forth um, between the campaign operation and the Justice Department operation. It's pretty clear what happened, and it's a um, pretty stunning. And for all those all those people out there who on the who are defending this and saying you know trying to say it isn't really a doesn't matter yeah. if you change the names in terms of who did this and you put the Trump campaign used the you know President Trump re-election campaign in 2020 used the FBI and DOJ to spy on whoever the Democrat nominee would be you would have. You, you would have such an uproar in this country. Oh, there'd be holy hell to pay. There really would. Holy hell to pay. And so those those folks who want to put this aside and say it's no big deal, 
they really need to look themselves in the mirror because uh, their their hatred for Donald Trump is overcoming their common sense. If we allow this to stand, if we allow this to stand, our nation is lost because we cannot allow our intelligence agencies to become enmeshed in our political system and attempt to determine who their political masters will be. That is, it is evil at its core. It's countered everything our Constitution stands for, everything our founding fathers put forward. And if we don't stomp it right now, really, really nip it in the bug and send people to jail for it, if we don't do those things to deter any future actions like this, then we will, we will essentially be accepting that this is uh, just the normal operations of a, in the political world. And you and I, just the average citizens, are going to find ourselves uh, where, our, where our votes truly won't matter. I got you. Richard Manning's my guest, president of Americans for Limited Government. Stay with us, Richard, because you mentioned something just a moment ago that I talked about before we brought you on the air. I don't know if you heard me talking about unmasking, but I'm wondering if that shoe's going to drop as well. And then uh, there's the uh, report that is being written about the uh, FBI that forced out McCabe. That report's going to be coming out. I'm going to be very interested to see what comes out of those uh, couple of uh, investigations as well. Stick with us. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Okay, we just got a few minutes left with Richard Manning. He's the president for Americans for Limited Government. Richard, you mentioned unmasking. I've got to believe that there's going to come more information is going to come out about this. And that whole unmasking uh, topic has got to be looked at because who was it that they unmasked and uh, why did they unmask them? We, we need those answers. Absolutely. And I, I think the, you know, one of the things that, that people sleep on a little bit um, is that the president has the capacity to declassify any documents he wants to. Um, that is his absolute prerogative. Um, just as he, he signed off and allowing for the, uh, this uh, Nunez memo to come out. And by the way, let me say to your listeners, um, Devin Nunez, if you don't go to his website and thank him, this guy has taken a ton of grief for this. He's put his political career on the line to get the truth out. And so your listeners really need to go to his website. I think it's DevinNunez.com. Um, it, you need to go to his website and take a look and, and thank him because he is – He's a man of extraordinary courage. Um, but, yes, I think there will be another shoe to drop in terms of the, you know, the um, unmasking. I think there's uh, a real question as to where uh, on that there's a question. The FISA court has slapped down the FBI before they used the Steele memo, uh, the Steele dossier, to try to get uh, uh, warrants to spy. And the FISA court had rejected them and slapped them down before that. So what was that about? And there's a lot of documents out there redacted about it, but something happened there. What happened in the meeting with uh, in McCabe's and Deputy Director McCabe's office with Strozik and Page talking about having an insurance policy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to know those things. See, the, this Nunes memo isn't the story; it's the tip of the iceberg. That's correct. It shows it shows us the level of corruption that existed and that the entire underlying argument about the Russian collusion is all built on a rotten foundation and a legal theory that exists is the fruit of a poison tree cannot be used in legal proceedings. Right. And they, all the fruit 
including the Mueller, entire Mueller investigation, are fruit of this poison tree. And, and that's why if they, they need, Mueller needs to be shut down, the entire investigatory string needs to be shut down, and we need to go back in and take a look at who was doing this and get, get all the facts, including the unmaskings, everything that was going on, and then let's, fi- let's find the people who did it, let's fire them, and let's prosecute them. Yeah. What? And let them defend themselves in a court of law where the, where the prosecutors aren't on their side. Yeah, one last question for you. The, uh, the report about the FBI, this internal report that they're doing, and evidently that's why McCabe uh, left the FBI, number two in charge. What do you think? How long before we'll see that? Any idea? The rumor is April, but I'm hoping that it will be, um, that there'll be an accelerated timeline on it. I think the, we're now in an environment where uh, the public is, is clamoring for the right to know. And by the way, Dave, I, I would encourage people to go to the website I set up yesterday, which is readthememo.org, readthememo.org. Mm-hmm. Um, because there it's not just reading the memo. It's also contacting your members of Congress and demanding uh, action, allowing me then to communicate back out and say, here's what's going on, and kind of keep people apprised of what's happening so they can be smart about it and they know what to do. So it's really important that people go to readthememo.org so we can uh, we can take this, really express our anger and our concerns about what's going on directly to members of Congress so they know that when they go out and they do the right thing like Devin Nunes and the Intelligence Committee does, they will be rewarded by people thanking them. I agree with that, Richard Manning, president of uh, Americans for Limited Government. I'm sure we'll be talking to you again in the future. If you're going to be at CPAC, make sure you stop by our uh, our location and uh, spend some time on the air with us. I plan on it. I, it'll be fun. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thank you very much, Richard Manning, here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. It's just like Richard said, it's a thing that, you know, I mentioned this to Russ earlier today too. Look, Russ and I follow this stuff a lot closer than the average person did. Uh, and so we knew some of the stuff that was going to come out. Now I thought unmasking was going to be included in this. It was not. So that makes me believe there's a whole nother thing that's being put together, uh, so that we'll know about that. We've got to find out about this. The, the whole thing about the memo is this just what Richard just said? It's only the tip of the iceberg. And then you talk about the fruit of the poison tree. And that's exactly what we have here. Everything that they've been doing as far as uh, trying to open up these uh, investigations into the Trump transition uh, team and everything is poisoned. If it's poisoned, then anything that Mueller's doing isn't worth uh, the money we're throwing at it right now. This is crazy stuff that's going on. You'd you'd want, if this was you, I can tell you right now, you'd want it to be stopped. And the problem with it is, it could be you. If your government will go and lie like this to a FISA court, to to be able to, to look at somebody who's working with a political campaign, it's not a very far step to say if you're out there and let's say you're a blogger and you've got a lot of people reading your blog, they not might want to trump something up to get you in front of them. You know, that's how star chambers start. That's how the Stasi gets started. That's that's scary stuff. 
And I know there's a lot of people who hear me talking and go, oh, now you're getting crazy, Dave. No, I'm not. That's how this stuff starts. It's just like I always talk about how do you get to a trillion dollars? You say the number one and you keep counting. All right. You want to know how you get to the Stasi? You do this and you keep doing it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I think we're going to learn a whole lot more. We'll talk about it more on Monday. We're going to have some other people on talking about it to explain to you why it's such a big deal. Because the left and a lot of the media is going to tell you it's not a big deal. I can tell you this much, though. If this had been reversed and it had been Trump looking at uh, oh, you know, Hillary's campaign, they'd be lighting the Capitol on fire right now. Take your aluminum hat off, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's what the, some of people are going to say. I don't trust when the government has the power to start looking in everybody's everything. All right, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back. Ryan Norris is coming up. Americans for Prosperity. Got some great things to talk about when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Steven. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. All right, Ryan Norris is going to join us here in just a few moments, and we've got a lot of things to uh, to talk about. Uh, a couple of things that I thought were uh, of interest to you today is, uh, you know, they do this uh, whole thing of uh, the weekly uh, presidential, you know, likability index or whatever. Now Gallup's not doing it anymore. They they stopped doing it because the last thing they wanted to do, I, I I'm going to assume is to report that Trump is going up in the polls. They don't want to talk about that, but Rasmussen still does it has been doing it. And it seems to me about six months ago, you know, he had Trump at like 36% favorability, uh, today, 49%. So, uh, president Trump getting, uh, some really good rebound, uh, numbers because of his state of the union address. And now people are just beginning to get their, uh, paychecks that have, uh, the additional money, uh, that they're going to get because of the change in the tax code. I've talked to several people and it seems like to me, what I'm seeing is anywhere from 70 or 50 to $70 extra in their paychecks, uh, which, you know, that adds up to a hundred, 140 bucks a month. You multiply that out by the course of a year and that's some, uh, that's a little bit of spending change. That'll take care of your, you know, gas bill, maybe take care of, you know, buying milk and things of that nature. So it's something to keep up job creation up over 200,000 jobs, uh, here in, uh, January, uh, 
I guess unemployment stayed at 4.1%. So uh, a lot of things uh, happening that are, are good things uh, for uh, our economy and should make everybody feel good. I, I do know the, the polling that they do about, uh, you know, which party holds the advantage going into the 2018 uh, elections. You know, you remember when the Democrats were d- jumping up and down uh, and they, they had Trump already in a casket? and the GOP in a casket, and they were dancing on it, saying, hoo-hoo, we're going to take over again, and then we'll get back to, you know, Obamacare and all of that. It was up. They were up 15 points. Came out today where they were at? Two. Two. And I'm just, you got, you, you dropped 10 points after they passed the tax plan. Now you lost another three points after the, uh, state of the union and, and let's see what happens uh, now when people start getting the money uh, in their, their paychecks. I'm going to tell you, look, I made this prediction weeks ago. We will hold the house and we will pick up seats in the Senate. Joe Manchin is one of the dumbest politicians I've ever seen. You know, did you see where he tried to stand up during the state of the union dress? And Schumer looked at him and he sat back down, man, I would make, I would make an ad just out of that. Who does Manchin report to? When Chucky Schumer looks at Joe Manchin, he sits down. That's all you have to tell the voters in, uh, in West Virginia where Trump won by 46%. Mm-hmm. Ryan's good to see you again. Good to see you too, Dave. Now you were hanging out up there in, uh, you know, wild and wooly country of Washington D.C. this last week. How, yes. How was the weather first? Yes, of all? it was a little chilly. A little okay. chilly. Um, it had been warmer previously, uh, the previous weeks, but uh, a little chilly up there. However, it did get warmer on Tuesday night with the State of the Union address, and uh, the uh, location that I was at, I wasn't attending the State of the Union, but I went to a restaurant and sat down and was watching it. And in our area, for being Arlington, it was very well received. And uh, there was a stark contrast between folks who want to get things done for the American people and those who are just being obstinate and and won't even go along with some of the things they've endorsed previously. Well, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that look at what let's just take immigration for an example. Obama was a seven hundred and fifty thousand and maybe give or take. 10 or 20,000 uh, illegals that he was going to make legal. Mm-hmm. Trump gets up there and says, I'll Trump you 1.8 million. Right. And they sat on their hands. Right. He, he can't even get, give them more than what they've asked for. No. And, and get any kind of consensus there. Yeah. They don't, they, they're just going to, if I were a dreamer, I'd, not be upset with the president right now. I right. wouldn't be upset with the GOP. I'd be really upset right. with the Democrats. Well, you know, he he's always prided himself at being a uh, person that you can do business with. He's going to always be uh, listening for that the options that are on the table, and um, so that was that was definitely brought out in the State of the Union address. I, I think it was the best that I've seen him. He was great since that was, he was Reagan esque. It was very good. It was very good. He really was. He was Reagan-esque, and, and I, I really liked it. Uh, he had a couple of, of statements that I, 
I played over and over again to uh, Wednesday because I like right. them so much. Uh, and and like I said, they were against. Do we still have that one statement, uh, Russ? That I that I was really gaga over. I mean, I'm I like speeches, and whoever wrote them, I said should get a thousand dollar bonus. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if we we still have it or not. He's he, oh here we go here we go. This in fact is our new American moment. Yeah. There has never been a better time to start living the American dream. So to every citizen watching at home tonight, no matter where you've been or where you've come from, this is your time. If you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in America, then you can dream anything. You can be anything. And together, we can achieve absolutely anything. That, my friend, is as close as Trump will ever get to Reagan. Right. I mean, that was Reagan-esque there. Very, very well put. Yeah, it was and, great. And then when, when you have someone who doesn't have the opportunities that he mentions in there at the State of the Union with that North, with the North Korean defector. Yes. You know, raising his crutches above his head. I mean, that, that was a very moving time to show you the difference between free and open society and what someone's willing to do to get to a free and open society. He did such a, I say the president did, but when you look at optics like that, that's the people around you who are putting all that together and to have the two, the two couples up there whose daughters were killed so viciously by MS 13 to have the, uh, the army guy up there, that had won the bronze star with the V for uh, valor, and, and on. I mean, the kid with the the, the flags, right? You know, great that, job. All great optics and and great stories. Yep, kind of stuff that inspire people, right? And that's what we need. We we need that inspiration. And when you see, you see people sitting on their hands yep. in spite of all these things that should be inspiring a a uh you know empathy or or excitement towards someone else and their great life story and they won't even acknowledge it Mm -hmm. something is wrong with with that person there's something motivating beyond trying to do good things it is now about us and keeping power and growing our power it's not about the american people in my estimation yeah well i i agree wholeheartedly with you about that so tell me what uh, Americans for Prosperity were talking about in D.C. Share with you with us what well, you can. <laughs> well, uh, the big story is still uh, federal tax reform and how well it's working across the United States. I mean, story after story uh, was given to us uh, about everyday Americans who are waking up and finding those quote unquote crumbs that Nancy Pelosi talked yeah. about, and they're ecstatic about it. Uh, you know, extra tank of gas every two weeks for some, uh, able to buy, you know, dance lessons for their daughters or, or, uh, you know, get cleats for their son's soccer team. Uh, great stories, real stories, everyday American kitchen table, household budget kind of stuff that is giving hope and giving opportunity that wasn't there a month ago. Yeah. And, you're just here. We're just hearing, you know, the the amount of money you're getting because the tax tables have changed. Right. 
we've not begun getting the stories. We're hearing that it's happening, but I haven't heard any stories yet of people who have gotten raises that have right. gotten, uh, that, that have been moved up to another department. And now somebody else that was below them has moved up because companies are investing in their companies again. Exactly. And I have, if you go to uh, freedompartners.org, they have a calculator there and they're keeping track of all of these uh, articles and all these press releases coming from companies saying this is what we're doing to improve our employee, you know, our employees pay, our salaries, we're giving mm-hmm. bonuses. They're they're paying now for more maternity leave or paternity leave. They're expanding benefits. Uh, I mean, right here in front of me, I printed one off just the other day, and I mean, this is this is ten pages of different companies that have done great things for their employees. There's a there's a point to be made here. Uh, the the talking point is always well, trickle down economics doesn't work. Well, this isn't trickle down economics. This here is free economy. Yeah, this is has increased the freedom of the everyday citizen because no longer does the you know is the government saying we're going to take this amount of money and we're going to spend it the way we see fit they're putting it back in your pockets and letting you spend it they trust you to make the right decision and we need to see more of this happen this shouldn't be the end of it all i agree you know this should be just the start this should be just the start and and what is good policy an exciting policy at the federal level. How about some of it at the state level? That's where we need to go next. We've got to have some of this same kind of policy at the state level. And uh, not just in, in the cutting, because one thing I did pay attention to in the State of the Union is, uh, you know, there's $1.5 trillion in infrastructure that's being discussed. Well, we need to pay attention because we don't want to have an additional tax that's going into, yep. you know, like the gas tax. They're already talking about that. I had somebody on. They're talking about a quarter. Right. Right. And and we don't need to do that. No. There's one trillion dollars of savings in the federal government. Well, there's a trillion dollars of savings that also, if they would use one hundred percent of your gas tax for roads and bridges uh, right. instead of for museums and, and bike paths and walking paths and whatnot, uh, we would be able to do a whole lot more. Exactly. And if a tax is being presented, they always believe, you know, well, we've got a revenue issue, but no one believes. Dave, I know you don't believe, I don't believe that the government is running at 100% peak efficiency with the dollars and cents that we send We know it. that it's not. Right. And so good tax policy is not just in cutting the income taxes, but it's also in decreasing that spending. So hopefully as we move forward, we've got to find a budget. We've got to get a budget. Continuing resolutions are not the way to run a country. And we have to get enough votes. We need 60 of them to get a budget passed. So it is important what happens this November that we we pay attention and see who is serious about governing and who is not. And when someone's saying, hey, I'm, I'm really willing to get in there and make a budget happen so that we fund our military correctly, that our veterans have health care, and they don't have to have continuing resolutions on that. That's what we need to be watching. Uh someone who's serious they're not just trying to kick the can they're not trying to posture so that they can slip in other things that don't even associate with the budget you know they they tried to do that the pre just now with the daca and and yes daca is an important issue 
but it's not one that you want to hold uh, the budget hostage with. No, you want serious deliberation on what we're going to do regarding these, you know, over a million individuals that could be affected. It's serious policy. It's not a political pawn to be kicked around. Tell the Democrats that. Right. Right. I'm just saying, tell the Democrats that. Yeah, that's what we have got to take this these situations seriously. Budget, DACA, all serious in and of themselves. But they need to be deliberated on and discussed as single issues and not not used to, to do what has currently been done. And But we're seeing the results of that. The American people in these polls are now saying, well, you know what? He may he may be a little crazier than I than I would have liked. Not as polished as I would have liked, but he's making some sense, and I think we can do business with him. There's going to be some some different allies, I think, in a in a year or so well, that are lined up. Ninety seven percent of Republicans love to speech. Right. Fifty two percent of Democrats. Right. That's big. Right. That's big. And I was seeing some major inroads among likely voters. It was in the seventies. Yes. So that's tough. He may, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but he may be getting his presidential sea legs. Well, you know what he did right? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't tweet anything. Yes. On on Wednesday, I noticed that he let he let the speech speak for itself. Right. And and that that's a that would be a big step for him. That was a big <laughs> step. I definitely will tell you. He didn't didn't step on his 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 own uh, positive press. Right, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. All right. Quick break. We'll come back. Ryan Norris going to be with us this hour. We got some other things to talk about. I want to talk about more jobs have been created again uh, in January. Things are going bonkers. I'm we're we're doing well here in the state as far as jobs go. Also, we could be doing better though if they make a few tax changes here. Uh, but uh, don't forget about uh, our good friends over at Errol Plumbing, Errol Plumbing with Earl. Uh, Earl has set up uh, Errol Plumbing on some really good pillars. He's got professional staff. He treats his customers the way they uh, want to be treated. He has the, uh, you know, the, the technology to help you out. And then uh, he reacts to you. Uh, and and gets out and takes care of your problems quickly. Customer service. That's what that's always been called. And with all four of those, he can give you all of the, uh, uh, you know, work that you need done at your house or at your business. Get it done. Get it done in a quick way, a timely way, and not cost you an arm and a leg. So you get a hold of them. This is the plumbing people I've used now for 14, 15 years. He's been a part of my show for that long as well. Uh, Earl is the real deal. He's a great man who has built a great business. Go and talk to them. It's aeroplumbing.net or just on Google aeroplumbing. All right, back with you. And uh, Ryan is with us, Ryan Norris. He's with Americans for Prosperity. People want to be involved with uh with the Americans for Prosperity, tell them how they can do it. Yes, uh, you can reach out to us at Arkansas AFP on Facebook. Uh, you can go through our website at americansforprosperity.org or call our offices at uh, 501-244-9675. Let me tell you what, Americans for Prosperity, what year did you guys get started out here in, in Arkansas? Um, it was, I believe it was 2008. 2008, okay. So I, because I've been with you all since right. the beginning uh, with the, uh, Teresa and 
and a lot of the other people who went before you. And uh, it's an organization that I believe in. I mean, I know, I know all the way to the people at the top with Tim Phillips and stuff. I know Tim great personally, man. and he's a great guy. And uh, it's a great organization uh, where you have literally trained tens of thousands of people yes. in how to work within the political system and make changes. Right. Uh, we are grassroots activists. We, you know, I hear complaints every now and then, uh, you know, lobbyists and, and all this, that the citizens don't have a voice. AFP has been that voice. We do direct lobbying. We do grassroots lobbying. We train activists to, uh, to find their voice and to, to expand the, the range of their voice with other individuals and with, with their elected officials. And uh, we have accountability efforts that we run. We have thank you efforts that we run. Um, some of the best uh, data and systems that are out there for reaching people, some of the best marketing techniques are, are with AFP. Our capabilities are impressive. And all we need is more individuals to get involved. If you sit around and you talk about it, that's great. But you and your buddies over coffee, that's as far as it may go. We know how to plug you in to, to what you would like to do to get the change you need to see here in the state of Arkansas and even at the federal level. And that's the key. You've got, I hate to put it this way, but I am because it's easy to understand why I say it this way. You've got to learn to know how to play the game. Yeah, right. I mean, this is, it's not really a game. I mean, it's serious, serious stuff because if you don't get involved in politics, politics will get involved with you. It does every day, every day. And, and I'm in those meetings to where everybody's upset and very emotional about it. And then we go and we say, well, what do you want to do about this? And, uh, you know, and everybody's like, well, I think talking about it may, well, we've been doing that for a long time. Now about some action. Yeah. Some action. And so if you, if you would like a little less talk and more action, uh, regarding your activism, AFP is the place to reach out to. Didn't Elvis say that? A little less talk and a little more action. Wasn't that was some, wasn't that the Elvis who said that? Uh, Russ, it wasn't. Who was that? I thought it was a country song. It was. Uh, it was a country song, but I think it was. Uh, I'll have to go look it up. To be honest with you, it may have been Tracy Lawrence. Well, whatever it is, we're going to try to play it when we come back. <laughs> See ya, because <laughs> I believe that wholeheartedly. It's uh, the Dave Ellswick show. We got Fox News coming up. Ryan will be back with us. We still have some things to talk about about the economy that's going very, very well. Don't worry about the stock market. We're in good shape. All right, we're back. We're sitting here talking about things going on at our houses, man. <laughs> I'm, you didn't have the microphones up real hot loud, did you? There? Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> did you find your song? By any chance? Oh, he's got it. Toby ah, Keith. There All you right. go. Respectable. There you go. Now. I was getting kind of tired of we'll you right in the tatter. We're going to make this the theme song for AFP. Huh? There you go. There you go. So I took a little dive just to clear my head. I saw a flash of neon up ahead. It looked like a place to find some satisfaction with a little less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> there you go. A little less talk and a lot more action. That's what we want. Absolutely. That's exactly what we want the Elvis song you were thinking of was a little less conversation oh there you go ah uh, yeah yeah a little less conversation all right let's get down to business can i say that on 
can I say that anymore, or am I going to get hit with a sexual harassment? Getting down to business? No, you can say that. I can say it. I get in trouble. Depends on the situation you're talking about. <laughs> I think I think this is the perfect situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's in absolutely. the proper context. More conversation. That's what we're going to have. So I talked about Trump's uh, 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 favorability ratings are up. Right. Uh, he's right next to being at 50%. Once you get over 50%. Uh, a lot of things change for you, and I think that that's going to happen for the for the president. Uh, but we've gotten other great news about the economy, uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, the jobs came out. Uh, they were looking at one hundred and eighty thousand, and was what was it just two hundred or was it two twenty? I didn't see the number, but I heard about it being it's over two hundred. Yeah. So you know this this is big news, and I know a lot of people are looking at the Dow. And, and they're going, wow, it dropped 665 points today. Yeah, it did. Uh, well, remember, since the president uh, took office, uh, it's gone up 47%. Wow. Today, it lost 2.61%. Right. Uh, put it in context here, all right? So you're still up about 44%. Right. I'll take that over what over Obama was giving us. Right. right. Just just being honest here. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh it's really good stuff that's happening. There's just, right. and it looks bright for the foreseeable future right now. Mm-hmm. Did you see where they're thinking about in the first quarter we could see over five percent growth? Yeah. And and we were five, we were told that the days of three percent were no longer gonna happen. Yeah, it was gonna be two, two point four. And what's also interesting, Dave, is that that's growth. But we have so much room for improvement on that because, as as you'd see in these articles, some of these about the job numbers, skilled labor is still in need mm-hmm. in the United States. And there are issues such as occupational licensing that could be looked at. We've to, talked. I've done yeah, my bit about this, right. man. You know, and that's Crazy. something that we're interested in is looking at that. I mean, if we could if we could take away barriers to to careers – you know, that are that are really not necessarily consumer protection issues, then we could we could really blow the numbers up. Yeah, I, I agree. But when you start getting I'm gonna just say this, when you start getting over five percent growth, you have to be concerned about inflation. Yeah. And uh I haven't learned too much about the the guy who's been made the head of the Fed. I don't know when he'll make his first appearance in front of uh, of Congress, but I'm sure we're going <laughs> to see interest rates go up. You got to tighten up on the money at, at some point. Can't just make it free like they've been, been having doing. it for the last eight years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could start seeing savings accounts start making money. making some money. Yeah, you know, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. But you, instead of losing money, you make some money in a savings account. Might actually put it in the yeah. bank. Banks <laughs> like that. Yeah, they get excited when people put their money in in savings accounts because they can borrow against that money. Right, and right. they like to do that because you know what? That might be the loan for a new startup or whatever. Could be. It's kind of like uh, this Jimmy Stewart and It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, man, your money is actually over in in Jim's house. Yeah. You know, it's over in Bill's business. They did a good job of uh, teaching Econ 101 in that movie. Oh, they did. They taught a lot of awesome 101 things in that movie. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's things that you, you, you want to happen. So 
we mentioned something, but we didn't talk about it all that much. I like to kind of rewind the tape just a little bit here or the, the disc or go back on the <laughs> hard drive. And, and let's talk about, you know, we we're talking about federal tax relief. You know, we got this big, these big meetings going on right now about tax reform here in the state uh, of Arkansas. Right. And for the life of me, I'm not hearing a whole lot of talk about helping businesses with business tax relief and, and uh, helping the, the average worker. I mean, you know what? Be nice if every month maybe you saw an extra $15 in your paycheck because the state wasn't yeah. taking it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as you said, we're, we're kind of in, in the discussion as to what are the possibilities. We need to pay close attention as uh, the citizens of Arkansas to what's being said and also to what's necessary, what's not being said. Uh, I think that everyone is wanting to do something and something considered to be positive. But really, we all know that the best solutions are cutting income and corporate taxes and and then also decreasing spending. Yep. You know, and broadening the base to where everybody's paying something in. Sales tax exemptions, you know, looking over those and seeing if there's some. And then we have some that go to, to Hollywood here. If you come in to shoot a movie, you get certain tax exemptions. We can look at those. Uh, as a you know if it should be just a good place to do business in arkansas you should want to just come because it's beautiful for the scenery the people etc so uh that's what what we're looking at as far as good policy it's a good solid tax policy is going to be cutting the rates cutting out tax sales tax exemptions and decreasing spending in government so as you've been following what they're doing Mm -hmm. up at the uh um, the big big mac building up there right are you getting any feeling at all of where they're trying to go? The what concerns me is the phrases that are coming out of revenue tax, neutral. Revenue neutral. That is, we all know what that means. Just rearranging the deck chairs. But the conversation has has had this comment in it of reform doesn't necessarily mean cuts. Yeah, but I think among your listeners and among the greater population of Arkansas, reform has to mean cuts because we have some of the highest income taxes in our region. That's correct. Highest income taxes in our region. Now, there's been cuts. We've actually had some cuts in 2015 for the bracket of 21K to 75K and uh, even some in 2015. And then in 2017, the lower brackets even had some cuts. Well, now the the majority in the 75 plus on their household incomes that's pay 6.9%. We need to take a look at that and that needs to come down. Um the uh but the again going back to not just bringing the income down, you also need to cut spending and in Arkansas we also spend more per capita on our citizen on each citizen than uh than our surrounding states. Don't we don't we spend more as well on each worker that we have in I ha- the state? I have heard that. I haven't seen that specifically, but I have heard that. Uh, but on the per capita, when you look at Arkansas, the latest number I found was that $7,975 per citizen. So government spending, that's the amount for each citizen. 
Louisiana is at 6,323. Missouri is at 4,042. Wow. And Oklahoma is at 5,790. And so we need to take a look at our budget and say, where, where, is, where is the savings here? Where are these efficiencies? And we have these black holes of, like, highways are always – there's education is always needing, needing something. There's, there's always something going on. Those are put up always as the, the, the causes for the government increase. But as I went through and looked at the budget that was recently proposed, I saw time after time – of it's just going up. You know, it's going up three million here, two million here over the previous years. And there's room. There's room for a for cutting spending in Arkansas. Yeah. Well we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk more about it. Just it's important stuff to be talking about. It, you know, cutting taxes and, and getting taxes under control is not just a federal thing. It is also a state thing and it is also a city thing and it is also a right county thing. Yes. If if we could get all of that kind of lined up, uh, make it a new age of Aquarius, so to speak, of taxes, <laughs> uh, we could make uh, Arkansas a real business magnet. Yes. You know, everything you know about claiming uh, your Social Security benefits has changed. Uh, the government does that every year. So if you want to know what they've changed, because that can mean tens of thousands of dollars to you in lost benefits over the lifetime of uh, your taking your Social Security could mean higher taxes, could mean increased Medicare premiums. Well, you need to get the facts. You can get that with an updated 2018 Guide to Social Security. It's full of up-to-date information for 2018 that can help you avoid losing that money in lifetime benefits that are rightfully yours. And you can get it through uh, David Lucas, the David Lucas Show. Uh, You hear David Lucas' show right here on 96.5 FM, The Answer, on Saturdays, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. So to get your free 2018 guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers right now, 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. That number again, one more time, 501-653-6690. Hey, listen, I've been talking about Horton's uh, Orthotics and Prosthetics for years now. Uh, they were the company that helped me go to uh, the RNC back when Romney was nominated to Tampa Bay. Uh, they have stood with the Dave Ellswick show because they believe in the principles that we expound on the air. And uh, I love being involved with Hortons because of what they do. They're a family-owned business. Uh, the father started it. The sons got involved. The daughter got involved. And uh, they care about their clientele. They care about the person who's getting a new, uh, you know, prosthetic limb. They care about the person that has to have uh, orthotics in their shoes because maybe they've had a part of their foot has to be, be uh, removed because they've got diabetes. They care for the women who come into their business who, who need help because they've had their breasts removed because of breast cancer. The folks at Hortons will take good care of you and they are committed to taking care of you because they care about you. 5220 West 12th Street is their location right here in Little Rock. They've got satellite locations as well, but uh, you can just call them to get all those locations. 501-663-2908 is their number. 501 663 
2908 professionals do fantastic jobs with the, uh, uh, the material that they work with and, and, uh, the products that they make for you. And I can't stress enough. They really care about you reaching your potential. That's Horton's orthotics and prosthetics. All right, Ryan Norris here from uh, Americans for Prosperity. Ryan, what's coming up in the in the near future? How can people be more involved with you and be involved with you, learn a lot of stuff? Right. Well, we have a lot of educational programs that we're bringing to the state that will help us as citizens become better activists when our legislative sessions start coming around. I really would like additional help. Uh, from individuals, and in, if you're interested in specific policy, if you're interested in education, if you're interested in uh, reforms in tax, if you're interested in occupational licensing, even criminal justice reform, we're looking for individuals interested in those areas who would like to work with us and uh, and help be watchdogs on the issues, maybe even help write uh, op-ed pieces with us or uh, help us with some phone calls, maybe some doors to do the grunt work necessary to get the change that has to happen. It's not just about policy anymore, Dave. It's also about building community. And we need folks who just, you know, want to swing by the office and have coffee with us and talk about what they care about. Uh, help us, you know, every now and then stuff some envelopes and put up some door hangers. Make a phone call. Make a phone call or two. Whatever you feel comfortable in doing, we want to find out what that is, and we want to find out what you're passionate about and plug you in to the resources and capabilities that the AFP can offer you. So you don't have to sit there in the vacuum of you know your own little bubble. You can come in and find like-minded people, get connected with them, make friendships, uh, talk policy, engage with your legislators, engage with your government, both at the state, federal, and local levels. To, uh, to see the change that you want to have made. Because as we've talked about before, Dave, policy follows culture. Yep. So we need to be a culture of people who are working together to do good for our communities, helping remove those obstacles out of the people's way that are government obstacles, and then helping people out, you know, that they may have internal obstacles that just need some friendship. You know, we can provide that. Come be part of our community at AFP. Now, for the nonprofit groups that are out there, you know, you always have the person who's given the task of having a speaker every month for mm-hmm. the nonprofits. Do you go to nonprofits and talk to them? Yeah, definitely. Reach out to me. Call me at uh, 501-244-9675, and I'll get back with you. Uh, you can also email me at rnorris, R-N-O-R-R-I-S, at afphq.org, and I'd be happy to speak about what AFP is trying to get accomplished at the state level and also at the federal level. And, um, and again, we're, we're trying to bring your voice to the people who matter so that the change happens that we want to see happen. All right. So what's the, uh, the website where they can go to and they can read the articles that yes. you all have and things. Yeah. Of that okay. Nature? You can go to americansforprosperity.org And then we also have articles that are linked through, uh, Arkansas AFP on Facebook. But we have a lot of events coming up, so the best place to start finding these, we'll be pushing these out with email, et cetera, but go to the Facebook page, start following us, um, get involved, get plugged in. Reach out to us. If you see something that's interesting that needs to happen, reach out to us, and we'll see if we can bring some resources to bear to help make the change that you need to see on that. All right, so the this task force that's been uh, meeting mm-hmm. over at uh, Big Mac, they've been doing it for several months now. Right. I figure... 
you know, they, we got the special session coming up in, in February. And by the way, I'll be making a call over to the secretary of state's office, uh, Monday to get it set up so that we can go over and broadcast live from the Capitol during that. But, um, what's interesting is that, uh, I would figure we've only been watching them scratch the surface thus far. Right now, speaking of watching, we are actually filming these and we have several of them that we're going through right now and, and pulling some out that we're going to actually post on the, on Facebook on Monday, we will actually video this one as well, and we will have it up on our Facebook page so that you can hear line by line what your elected officials are talking about in these meetings on tax reform. Okay. And this is an important one because they are talking on this next agenda about Internet sales taxes again. Specifics. Yes. So they're talking Internet sales taxes. So I'm interested to hear what they're having to say. Because they never our, give up on this. Right. Because AFP's position is that Quill versus North Dakota from 1992. The Supreme Court yeah, decision. Yeah, Supreme Court decision has solved that, that they cannot require uh, a, a company to. In another state. Yeah, in another state to collect sales taxes for Arkansans. And, now, Amazon's doing it because yep. Amazon benefits from collecting that sales tax. Right. I was actually made a purchase today and I just looked and had a $1.32 tax on it. And I'm like, ah, there, there they are. And again, that's. That's them choosing to do that, and they can yes, do that as is. a business. But, uh, but finding, take, taking a chance, you know, take a chance on us on Monday in the evening. As soon as this is done, we're going to uh, have that video up and running. It's going and, up quick. Then. Yeah, it's going to go up quick. So we're gonna we're trying to make it to where you are able to hear what you're not able to catch while you're out working. Right. We're going to be your eyes and ears at the Capitol. And that's what we are. You can, are you going to write up a little, uh, you know, synopsis of maybe what was talked about yeah. and what you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing a lot more of that. We're, uh, we're kicking off new. We're kind of doing some, some new, uh, under new management kind of, kind of things right now. So I'm still trying to find my, my path on this, but we're, we're going to have a lot more content coming out. That's going to be interesting to you because it's about what your elected officials are attempting to do in your name while, while you're not there. All right, let's give them the information again, uh, about the website, okay. about the uh, Facebook page, uh, the phone number, if they want a speaker, all of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Facebook is at Arkansas AFP or just type in Arkansas uh, Americans for prosperity. It'll come up five zero one two four four nine six seven five is the phone number. Americansforprosperity.org is the website. Okay, so Americans for Prosperity, uh, Arkansas, Americans for Prosperity on the Facebook. Does that have your phone number too? Uh, yes, I believe it's on there. Okay. So that's the easiest way to get all the information that you need or just Google AFP, uh, Americans for Prosperity, and you'll be able to get uh, in touch with them here in the state of Arkansas. Have a great weekend, dude. Yeah, you do the same. Are you, are you going to be able to put your feet up a little bit? I am. I've got some dinner with friends coming up and excited about that. I may go check out this movie you've been referencing. Oh, Hostels. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. I'm going tomorrow to catch The Illusionist, uh, the big magic show that's going to be happening. I'm going to be, be checking fun. that out. Over Don't at disappear Robinson. on us, Dave. I won't. Come I'll back. Be, I'll be back here. And I will not do the high-rise thing. They're going to handcuff a guy, raise him. 25 feet into the air and he's going to get uh loose before a big blade cuts the thing that uh he's hanging from oh by the way he hangs from his teeth so that's not gonna be doing tomorrow (laughs) anyway 
I'll uh, I'll be back here in a moment. We've got the Geek Squad coming in. Stick with us. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefit you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T, lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. With our folks in Salem, here's where we're at right now. The cameras are in, the equipment is in, now we have to merge our equipment with the camera equipment so that we have an internet portal to send it out I, to I Facebook and then music. We're down the, to one thing and one thing only. Sound? Internet. Oh, the internet now. Oh, okay. I got the sound working. We got sound working. Okay. Sound's working fine. I've got to right. get it. I got to get Kyle in here to to make some changes in the V-Desk, but the internet's the only thing we're lacking now. Okay, and you're going to work on that tomorrow with our engineer. I'm I'm excited yeah. now, man. Now I'm excited. Okay. I wouldn't say his name. I know that better. I know better than that. Our our he's he's our double secret engineer. Voldemort? Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's uh, you know, he uh he worked on the Russian dossier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Look at Russ. He just takes his head. <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah, it's or. <laughs> it's, he's he's or's son. See, his wife worked on it. His son worked I'm just kidding. I'm just, I don't want to even get into his it His name anymore. would be Foden then? I, I can't. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Now they're going to be I'm watching all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it, it worries me because I'll talk about something on the air seriously. And, like, and, and Russ will attest to this. 20 minutes later, it's breaking on the news. It's really kind of strange, but uh, it does happen. It does. I do have my sources. You can't be in radio for 40. How long has it been now? Uh, almost 50 years, 49 years. Yeah. And and not make a few friends along the way and a few enemies. All at the Kremlin. Uh, I've done, yes, yeah, right. yeah, all at the Kremlin. <laughs> Putin is a good friend of mine. He and I ride uh, bare chested through the... Uh, no. <laughs> the siberian forest tundra and yeah, chasing the wolves did yeah. you get the icicles on your eyebrows <laughs> so are the Just cameras going to be on during your breaks so you'll be yes. broadcasting during the break that's exciting well, yeah it'll be broadcasting here's the key and you might want to get in on this quickly if you're an advertiser because when i do those commercials that i'm talking about xyz companies and we only can take so many of those when I'm talking about you, suddenly they're now on Facebook Live when people are watching the show and on our internet site. Uh, your uh, company, there'll be like a, a a spot playing during that time. 
not with any sound, just people be hearing what I'm saying about you and there'll be pictures of your, of your business and all the rest. So we're going nice. we're going to be uh, real big 21st century stuff. I like it. And then when we have guests, uh, I'll have pictures and it'll show up uh, on the, on Facebook live and stuff of who it is I'm talking to. You'll be able to see them and we're working it. This may take another six months, but uh, we're going to get Skype in here. Oh, okay. So we yeah. can Skype people in and do, do our thing. And so that should be a lot of fun. By the way, has there been any new information about Stan Lee? Is he okay? I haven't heard anything. They took him to the okay. hospital. Okay. He's okay. Yeah, that like they had him stable like overnight. Yeah, they were worried Good. about something about his heart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, irregular heart beating and, yeah. and deep breathing, and he canceled Wizard World St. Louis. I mean, he's you know he's not a spring chicken. He's what ninety two, ninety three. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, 94, I think. Is he 94? Yeah, I think he turned 94 in December. And he still gets out there and goes to those shows. It's a, what an amazing well, he guy. Lo- he, I think that's the kind of stuff that helps keep you alive. Yeah, that's what keeps <clears throat> him going. I mean, even after, you know, his wife passed over the summer, and, I mean, he's, I think it was June, he's, he still went to, I think he still went to San Diego and everything, and, you know, didn't cancel too many shows and still kept going to them. Yeah, he's doing well, and, and I'm I'm big i laughed hard when the story came out about the nurses at his house yeah you know i i laugh at that stuff but then i think you know what a lot of people take that stuff seriously they do and what's going to be i mean the guy's not going to live forever no and that uh you know these hawks vultures the vultures in some of these media outlets especially on the internet are that's always going to be at the end of every article yeah and you're going to think man that just how sleazy and they went straight to the tabloids they didn't even you know go to the oh, police no, or anything no 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 i mean come on the man's not. 94 years old if you've ever seen him signing at a convention his handlers are like holding him down and pointing you know where to sign and everything I yeah mean, i've heard he's going blind yeah uh, or really something like that yeah i mean well, i mean come on even if yeah. you know he did i mean he couldn't see what was going on he's i just i just laughed when i saw it i laughed okay but in the culture we live in now where if a woman makes that type of a statement, she is to be believed immediately, uh, not with, without any kind of, uh, you know, evidence whatsoever. Here's your gift basket. We're sorry. Yeah, I'm just really worried yeah. about that. It is worrying. I mean, you couple that with secret courts that we've... <laughs> yeah. And all yeah, we kinds got, of stuff. We've now already we have courts of public The FBI opinion. Stasi that's starting yeah. up now. Uh, yeah, I think we're entering a dangerous phase both culturally yes, and in the are. government and it's almost like hand in hand you know and the government does stuff like that and it gives people sort of permission here's the key remember who it was that said that if trump became president it'd be like uh, nazi germany well it's the left <laughs> yeah it's turns become out, like nazi turns out that germany was projection wasn't it <laughs> yeah it really was it's it is it's it it's a scary time. You got to keep your eyes peeled and be paying attention. Now it's just like I said, when Ryan was on from Americans for prosperity before you guys, I said, you either get involved in politics or politics will get involved with you. Yeah. It is one or the other. You're going to be involved whether you like it or not. You can't sit in your mom and dad's basement and eat Cheetos and watch porn the rest of your life. Just doesn't want, doesn't work that way or play with your Xbox or PS. What is it now? Are they at four now? Four, yeah. Okay. Or your bionic girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the new bionic <laughs> yeah. girlfriends now? They've got them that they, 
they can they got enough AI that they can talk to you. Wow. That's kind of <clears> scary. I thought guys wanted girlfriends who didn't talk to them. <laughs> yeah. They, they may <laughs> this may cost them. <laughs> they may not sell any. I don't want her to talk to me. <laughs> I'm not looking for a relationship, all right? I mean oh, no, it's the way it is. All right, I'll get away from all that. Let's let's talk about some things that are going on. I am stoked because tonight uh, I will go home. First of all, I'm going to sit and try to watch a movie with my grandson. I ordered the Blu-ray 50th anniversary edition of Mary Poppins. And I think that he'll watch some of it because he likes music and he likes bright colors. So Mary Poppins has got that in spades. I mean, that's got that everywhere in that movie so he's he, a show tunes man yeah, in the making yeah he likes he likes that stuff <laughs> i mean if i could get the greatest showman i'd have it already to play have you seen it i yet? haven't but i really want to go that's that's one of the movies i really want it's to go really see. good and and the guys who wrote the music same guys from la la land and it it's great music as well it was really a good movie but uh so i'm gonna try to watch that but then when he hits the hack you know the hay and, and goes to sleep then the granddad's flipping on netflix and I bet you guys know what I'm going to watch because it downloaded today. You know what I'm going to watch? What is it? Altered Carbon. Yeah. I've not, I've read the book. And the book is, well, there's several of them, but I've read the first one, and it was really good. So it's about how can you live forever. Well, you live forever by your consciousness being downloaded into this device, and then you're reloaded into another body, which they refer to as a sleeve so you just take over another body. Reminds Tip- me of a sci-fi idea that my partner and I cooked up. Really? Yeah, where except you you didn't really live forever because these the bodies would be owned by a private company, but they could be on another planet far away. Oh, that's kind of neat. And so you could transmit your consciousness and go on an extended vacation. What was that what was that movie where you could buy your body parts on time, and it was about the guy that had to go and, and reclaim oh, the body parts. Do you remember what sound, I'm talking I, about? I don't remember, but that sounds really gripping. Oh, it was gripping and it was bloody. Yeah. <laughs> it was really. If somebody remembers. Who, uh, was who, that the one with Justin Timberlake? Or is that a different one? Then maybe. I don't know who it was. So this is like the debt collector from hell, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He was a debt collector. And that's exactly what it was. But the debt that he collected is that you bought like a heart, you know, your heart's failing, buy a, a, you know, a transplant, but uh, you buy it on time. Don't make your payments. We reclaim it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Somebody call us, 8230965. There's somebody that's listening right now that knows what movie that was. I just can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, don't forget about aid in attendance. This is a, a special pension plan for wartime veterans. A lot of people don't uh, know about it, especially veterans. I've had veterans on and talked about it, and they look at me with this blank stare on their face. They don't know it because nobody tells them about it. Uh, if you meet the military service rules, uh, if you do uh, World War II, Korea, or Vietnam War periods, and you qualify medically, uh, you if you're a veteran with a spouse, for instance, can get $25,000 a year uh, out of this program. And then it's less for single vets, vets with a sick spouse, surviving spouses. The money can be used for 
in-home care, assisted living, things of that nature. Uh, Kimbrough Stevens will help you with this. He'll tell you all the paperwork you got to get together, help you put it together so you can uh, apply for this program, and it's a no-risk consultation. He does all that for free. 501-482-50 is the number. 501-482-50. I think they've left for the day. So get a hold of them on Monday or uh, visit them online at Jurist. That's J-U-R-I-S-T. Juristlawgroup.com. All right. Now, wait a second. we got a great story going here as we just break into the... Can you talk about this? Uh, yeah. So Go I've ahead. Got, yeah. I've got uh, about a year ago, uh, a good buddy of mine had uh, a friend who had a son who was a bit listless and he flew, he flew us out to Colorado to mentor the uh, young man for a week. It means he was he, being lazy, he, <laughs> but he was, a, he's a really smart kid. And, uh, it turns out when we, when we got there, he had just come back from filming that movie hostels, which I'm really excited about going and seeing. It's a good movie. And, and he was an extra and got, they liked him so much. They put him on screen with Christian Bale. Anyway, we, he was so enthused about it and he wasn't going to be an artist. And that was the, kind of the thing. Okay. Like we had to say, okay, you're not going to be an artist because it's just not there. You don't right? have what it takes but to he's do a, it. But he's a great-looking kid, and he's a spirited kid. And so a little bit to his parents' chagrin, me and my buddy and Elizabeth encouraged him to pursue acting. And he dropped out of school. Well, that's being an artist. He dropped out. It is. It is. It absolutely is. He took a big risk. He went to Atlanta, moved away from home. Like, I don't know how far, however far colorado is from atlanta a long ways that's quite a ways uh hasn't seen his parents in like a year and uh his making his way has been in i can't i don't know if i can say what films he's been in but he's gonna he's gonna be a big guy he just landed a big agent uh he's gonna be in some films that you're gonna see probably in a year and you may spot him in hostels i I need to go and make sure he's in there yeah you gotta tell me because you could end up tristan die is his name you're gonna see him around all right hold on let's check and see if he got credit in it I can find out. I, I went and saw that movie last weekend. And uh, if you go, if you want to go see a movie, don't go on a date movie, all right? Because when you leave a movie and you're on a date, you want to be smiling. You don't smile after that. That's hospital, not a smiley. All right? That's not a smiley motion picture. Oh, the name of the movie was Repo Men. Jude Law was in it with Forrest Whitaker and, and Lee, uh, Lee Schreiber. And it... it if you've never seen it, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but you would uh, you should check it out. It's uh, it's a great movie. Make you think a little bit. Okay, so Hostels, I have it here. I'm going to the cast, all cast and crew. What's his name now? Uh, his name is Tristan, but I don't know if he'll Tristan. be in there as just an extra. And that was his first foray into filmmaking. Well, and uh, he's going to be he's going to be popping up. I'm looking. I'm just checking it real quickly I need to here. Do that while you're running the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking across it here. I'm flipping it. I'm flipping through. Now you're a multitasker, Dave. Yeah. Now I don't see him. I don't see him. I do see the cavalry guy. He's uncredited. Trooper Two is uncredited. Derek Lucasa and David Loving, man with a cane. See, I mean, he could have been in it. Man with cane. Yeah. That's, that's the part woman. I've always wanted. Yeah, well. I'll get anytime, there one day. <laughs> anytime you can get on screen is what you want. Charles Ash, Sutler's assistant. And, uh, but anyway, it's a great movie. You'll you'll like it. You'll like it a lot. I'm, I'm excited. I love the like, trailer. What I loved about the trailer is they didn't give anything away. No. 
And that's you don't see that as much these days. Sometimes I see the trailer and I'm like, well, I know what that's about. You know, now, there's some political correctness in it, but not a lot. Yeah. All right. I mean, since it deals with Native Americans, they got to get that story in about how the white man took everything away from the American Indian. Right. As though the American Indians never took anything away from other American Indians. Oh, I'm spelling that name wrong. I was looking it up and I was thinking hostile, like the hostile you stay in when you're. No, <laughs> no, not an H O F T E R. Not an Eli Roth hangout. I, right? I know they made those as horror movies years ago, but yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was no, like, oh, not, I know they no, made that's an Eli Roth hangout. Yeah, no, that's not the kind of movie this is. It's a Western. And I agree with one thing that they say. I think it's the best Western I've seen since Unforgiven. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, so that was really a, good. That was a bold claim, but you think yeah. it holds up? Yeah, I think it Very holds nice. up for that. I I liked one part that I thought they were really realistic with. You watch a lot of westerns and every time somebody shoots their rifle, somebody dies. Uh not in this movie. They're shooting at each other and missing each other left and right because that's the way it really was. Right. Gunfights, you know, they always show them one guy's down at one end of the town and the guy, the other guy's at the other end. They were no further than about 12 to 18 feet typically mm-hmm. when they had uh, those uh, drawing matches that they, that they did. More often than not, they'd shoot each other in the back. Yeah. Better to shoot him in the back than happen to face him face to face. Man, what a brutal, brutal time. It was a we're brutal going, time. Uh, we're going back to Colorado and uh, in, a, in a couple of months. I love Colorado. Isn't it great? We're going to Durango. Beautiful. And when they have this, you can take this train up to Silverton, Colorado. Yeah, have you ever been it. there? I've heard it. I've not been there. Transportive, absolutely transportive. It's uh, in one of these kind of canyons where they can't, the town can't really expand, but all the buildings are, I mean, I think they have some kind of, building code where you the buildings have to be at least facsimiles of how they used to be and the the roads there's no paved roads it's all gravel and the train that's an old-fashioned train that they keep uh alive down there oh it's a steam engine it's a steam train and it rolls into uh the station and it just takes you all the way back do uh, they ever 150 years 120 years do they ask people if they want to be the coal shoveler well they didn't ask me (laughs) (laughs) yeah they probably they could do that as a we've got a really great hit workout for you yeah yeah well, yeah maybe they, they can uh, a little high intensity workout for you so you shovel the coal and keep the train going there you go that'd be a good thing to do all right fox news is coming up then we're going to be back mitch breitweiser is here josh heffington is here we call him heffy he's a great guy he's he made me feel good today he said everything is okay and i won't tell you why that was important but he told me everything was okay and i gotta tell you it made my heart feel good you want some clean beef for your family you're probably thinking to me uh, thinking about this right now and going what is clean beef do they wash it before they ship it no what clean beef means that it has no antibiotics or hormones in it plus it's been raised stress-free it's been out on the you know for better or worse we'll call it out in the field uh eating grass and whatever and not under a lot of stress or anything like that which leads to the meat to be really tender. But uh, if you want clean beef, you can get it from the Lewis family beef folks. They have their ranch out in Greenbrier. The cattle are born there. They're raised there. And then they're, uh, they're packaged at the packing house. You can buy a quarter of a cow, a half of a cow, a whole cow, and then uh, takes off to the packing house. They call you and they'll ask you, you know, how thick you want the steaks or, 
how much of it do you want to be ground round and things of that nature. Then they'll call the Lewis's back and they'll deliver it to your house. Absolutely free. I have you, I have eaten uh roasts and I have eaten their uh, ground round and I have eaten one of their tomahawk steaks. And I will tell you this, I don't want to eat ground beef from anywhere else. Now I only want to eat it from Lewis family beef. It tastes different. It tastes great. You can order, uh, order your quarter, half, or a whole cow by getting a hold of Cody or Sarah. You can uh, set up a payment uh, plan with them if you need to. 501-514-1494 is their number. Easiest way to do this is on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Lewis Family Beef, and they'll take real good care of you. And I appreciate all of you who have been calling them, talking to them, and then buying your beef from them. But that is Lewis family beef out in Greenbrier. Great, great folks and very good things. I mean, they have five kids. They homeschool all their kids. They're really good Christian folks. And uh, if they do use antibiotics on a cow that gets sick, they take it out of uh, the the cows that they they sell. So everything is clean. And, And I'm just telling you, Sarah's big on that. Who is what Sarah and Cody? Oh, I, I, I went to, I grew up with her. Oh, did you really? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. We went to kindergarten up through 12th grade. Yeah. She's a, she's a nice lady. I really, uh, appreciate her. I, I kind of made fun of the whole stress-free beef thing and she's, she's just looking at me <laughs> and then she looked at me. She goes, well, you know, Dave, it's really not a joke. It and tastes then, better. It and does then, taste yeah, better. And she schooled me on it. And, and then I ate, uh, some of their beef uh, on their roast. And, dude, it's the real deal. Yeah. It's really good. So, at at yeah. the Brightweiser house, we only eat massaged beef, right? It has to be. Really? A beef masseuse has to come. And uh, uh, the cattle have to be on a registry of. I uh, know, I'm just, uh, I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just playing you along. See, I asked. I asked Sarah, I said, did you have a masseuse come out? That's what I, that's what I asked her. And, and she just stared at me. And it was at that point that I realized that she was being dead serious on the whole stress. It makes a difference. It really does. It's good stuff. So here's what I know, not eating the antibiotics and hormones and knowing that they're not feeding, you know, chicken manure, you know, to their, to their cattle made a big difference to Mm -hmm. me as far as that goes. Man, when I started seeing those stories about cows eating chicken manure and then you're getting it for your your food, I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I can pass on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to the low-rent burger places anymore, that's for sure. Okay. So we, we try not, when we can bring in the, the, the geek panel, we like to just sit here and, and talk about geek stuff. Well, we're going to talk about a serious thing that's happening with geek stuff, and that is there are people now on the internet, on Twitter, in fact, that will go out of their way to try to destroy your career. They will. Yeah. It is a scary place uh, and not a joke. Uh, so I have a good buddy named Ethan Vanskyver, who is a probably 25-year veteran in the comic book business. If you're a comic book fan, you know who Ethan is. He, he's drawn Green Lantern. He, he's really made a name for himself on Green Lantern, drawn it for a number of years, do- dozens and dozens of issues. Um, it's probably in every library in the country. It's graphic wow. novels. Um, he's a outspoken Republican. 
and has been for some time. Which is kind of unique in that business now. It, it is becoming more so, right? It, it, um, I don't think he's ever been in the closet about that. No, he's never. Yeah, he's always been. He's a very outspoken fellow, but he's not. Um, he's a big personality, and that makes him a big target because he, he has a big following of fans. I think he had 17,000 people on his Twitter account, and he'd only wow. started Twitter just a few weeks, a month ago, I think. 10, 000, over 10,000 on YouTube, and his book sells extremely well. And there is a small cadre of very radical uh, busybodies is a nice word. Antifa people? I, I don't. I mean, I don't it's know like, what do to call people them have that. Jobs? But I don't know. How do you have time for this kind of? I people? don't know how they t- have time for it. But they've been calling Ethan Van Skyver a, a Nazi, and I even hate to use that word. That's the so vulgar. Favorite word. Uh, they've been calling this man a Nazi for months and months and months, and I've seen the screenshots. They go back months and months and months and he finally just had had enough and said uh hey look um these people are calling me a nazi this isn't cool anymore uh got a something uh anyway uh he even invited one of them on his show and he said oh well you're sicking your hate mob on me and now you're they what they did is they harassed him until his fans had had enough and they fought back back. they they spoke back and they and then they claimed harassment and said, look, this powerful artist with a big following is coming and send, sicking his fans and followers on us, the little oh, busybodies. Yeah. Um, and they, Ethan left Twitter uh, this past week, um, just said he didn't, had enough. And there has been a hit piece article by, I mean, it's the name of Bleeding Cool. You can look it up. It's a terrible gossip rag within the pop culture and comic book community. Um, uh, they read, wrote a hit piece on him that came out this morning, and in the hit piece it says that uh, basically they've finally gotten through to DC Comics and that his source in the article – now, this is gossip, and I don't he, – he's saying – the writer of this article says his sources in DC Comics are saying that this run on Ethan's uh, Green Lantern run will be his last books at DC Comics. Wow. And Marvel Comics is kind of well-known for saying – uh, at least the rumor is, uh, I hate to say rumors, but the general word of mouth is, is that they're not going to hire Trump people anymore. If you voted for Trump, you're gone. You're done. You're not going to get work at Marvel. So if Ethan loses his work at DC, there's really nowhere to go else other than to use his fan base to publish his own books. Um, and so what we're, this is actually an extremely dangerous scenario. It means that a small group of very vocal, radical leftists, and that's really what they are, mm-hmm. um, can use some whatever influence they have to create mobs uh, that can spread slander, lies, and, and, and fan the flames enough that these big companies will crumble and even turn their backs on great artists that are proven sellers. And now, that is the, just the Twitter I think because gross. these people were uh, going to Twitter and saying, "Look what this guy's doing." You know, he's asked, he's uh, you know said go after these people, you who follow me. Uh, did they tell him that he had to leave Twitter? I, I don't know the story. He, he said uh, that it was just Twitter was not the right place for him, and, and he can't – I mean, he has, a, he has a YouTube channel where he posts art and does talk and interviews and all kinds of stuff, and he's got a, a huge following there, and he makes money on YouTube, and it's not as a, a hostile a place. Right. So why would he just go there um, and ignore this kind of harassment that he's been undergoing for, well, I for would many agree months? With that. Um, 
Is he doing Facebook as well? I think he's, he's got a Facebook presence. He's very usually pretty active there, but I think he's mostly engaging on his YouTube channel. His name is Ethan Van Skyver. His YouTube channel is Comic Book Pro Secrets, I believe. So you can check that out. If you're interested in learning about comic book art, he does tutorials, all kinds of fun stuff. He's giving back to the community. This is a yeah. guy that sells books that uh, that understands the market and understands what fans want, and he's giving them tutorial videos on for free on YouTube, and they want to chase the man out of the industry. And I find that just – it's really, really gross. Oh, and and it's, it's, it's threatening. It, they want to silence everybody that has a dissenting opinion and to give these very small players – these are small people – on the fringes of this industry, many of them don't even work in this business. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for a platform to spread uh, really filthy stuff and destroy people, and it's really wretched. Well, that's been going on now for a while. I mean, uh, it, it, it's happening all over the place yeah. as far as this goes. All right, Bill Bill Bakine is with us. Hey, Bill. Okay, Bill, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I just wanted to chime in a little bit. Uh, I met him also. Uh, friends with Ethan. I've known him uh, online personally since about the mid-90s, um, back when he was doing Impulse uh, for DC initially. I remember. Um, I, I do, in the in the interest of, of you know, the rest of the story, uh, one thing that I, I would like to kind of point out, uh, and, I, and I don't think that the, the treatment Ethan is receiving is fair, in any way, shape, or form. But I would point out that Ethan has been somewhat notorious ever, even back then, as somebody online who likes to poke the bear and rile people up. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I I've seen that. Yeah. And I mean, he, I mean, notoriously for it. Um, I mean, he's told me on occasion that he really enjoys trolling people and getting them upset. And in, in some respects, you know, you can only poke the bear so long before, you know, there's going to be some backlash on you. And I think that people are using his political views as a, essentially a wedge to turn people against him. And he has not really helped himself in the court of public opinion with some of his online behaviors. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I've followed Ethan for a long time. And uh, he's an outspoken fellow. And I think, you know, he's, he's, he does engage with the fan community and probably got a little bit too engaged um, in that respect. Uh, and I know he said things that I've thought, well, that's probably not the way I would have done that or, or whatnot. Uh, I would suggest, you know, go to Ethan's YouTube channel, Comic Book Pro Secrets. He talks about some of this stuff. Um, And also, I think we have to keep in mind that the the world five, six, seven years ago was a lot different. You could interact and engage with people in a more open and playful and fun way. Um, And people kind of took it in stride. And I I think the world changed on us. And I think that it... Part of what is happening to Ethan is just that. Um, and he's changing his behavior, and he talks about it, and he talks about that on his YouTube channel. And so I think people that are trying to figure out this whole controversy need to look at all sides of it um, because you'll find the scathing uh, smear articles 
but he also yeah, speaks for himself on his YouTube. So I think people need to look at both of those things up and, and make their own minds. Well, I, I agree with that. And we're very much in a gotcha culture right now. And I would kind of caution anybody who's in any kind of public position to, at this stage anyway, kind of mind your P's and Q's when you're dealing with people, particularly online, because things that were innocent when you did it can come back to haunt you. Right. So you mean the pictures that I've got of all those naked co-eds could cause me problems now? Possibly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Possibly. Oh, only because you haven't shared them. No, I understand. And and but, I've never shared any of that kind of stuff online. I want everybody to know it's just me being the smart ass that I always am here on this show. I mean I, I understand what everybody is saying here and it just breaks my heart that freedom of speech in this country is going in the trash can. Right. And, you know, and, and the thing is, I mean, if DC and Marvel don't want to use him any longer, that's certainly their right. But I, I think that to allow a small number of people to essentially gin up all of this, to get one person essentially blackballed uh, when the sales of his book are probably more representative of how the, the comic buying public at large feels about him is probably is is not probably it is kind of unfair and wrong. Right, and Bill, let me just jump jump in. I need to send you some information. I had somebody call me today. Wants to run as a, as a libertarian. I told him I had somebody who could direct him in the in the correct paths of libertarianism, and I figure you could do that for him. Sure thing. All right, I'm going to let you go because we got to get to break, and uh, we appreciate you calling in and and bringing information to us. Is there a possibility next time we get the uh, the Geek Squad together that this gentleman might join us? I think he would. Yeah, right. I can do that have probably. Him, have him come on and, and talk with us. That'd be great. Hey, don't forget about Safari Pets, 808 West Main Cabot. And don't forget about uh, February 10th, where you can get pictures taken uh, with your favorite pet at Safari Pets and register when, I think, 50 pounds of uh, dog food. They're going to be giving away dog food that day. 808 West Main Cabot, 501-628-0067, safari-pet.com. It is the pet store. You go and get anything you need that's uh, necessary for your pet or pets, and that includes information. They are full of information. You ask them about a, um, you know, a ferret, and they can talk your ears off. Take your kids there. They'll let them handle all the animals because that, that way the animals are used to being handled and they don't nip at people. That's what they do at Safari Pets. Again, that's uh, Safari Pets 808 West Main in Cabot. All right, back at you. Dave Ellswick show. They actually asked him to work today and they kept him late, but Shane Stack has I, made I it. I kept myself the late, to be quite honest. I he made it here. I was like, I can get this one last thing done before I leave and I misjudged the time. But I did want to say it does give me the excuse to riff on one of my favorite lines from the original Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Say, never fear. Stacks is here. <laughs> ah, I've been waiting on that one. All right. Okay. Anyway, do we have time? Because I've got, 
a little bit of insight on the. I we was got, listening on. You the, got four and a half minutes. Okay, well, I just didn't know if you wanted to keep talking about the Van Skyver thing or not. Go ahead. I, I was listening on the way over, um, and I do want to say, um, I've while this guy was on Twitter, I was following him. In fact, I need to get with you, Mitch, because I had invited him to come on Shane Plays. He's like, yeah, sure, and now he's not on Twitter. That was my only way to to get a hold of him. I so if you wouldn't mind connecting us. Uh, Man, my mic, I can't hear my headphones or something. It's real staticky. Uh-oh. But anyway, the, the listeners don't care about that. Um, I was following him on Twitter. He was having really interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. He was offering for free on YouTube, come watch me teach you how to draw. Yeah. Uh, he would invite people that disagreed with him to come on his interview show and talk about different viewpoints. Uh, so I did, I did not witness anything on Twitter that would have been worth a, you know, a, a hate campaign. Uh, but it's it, all, it, you know, it's, it says it's come up before with the Captain America thing and Marvel and this and that and the other, and people going after Mitch for daring to draw a picture of Trump and putting it on, uh, social media. Uh, there, there's a contingent of, you know, rabid snowflakes out there, if you will. Uh, and, and there's a greater concentration on social media like Twitter than there are like Facebook or whatever. Okay. So I, I, you know, I, yeah, because you only have to think of, of 148 words, right? Well, not only that, but it's just, you know, Twitter, I don't know, you know, it's, if you think, if you think the discussion on Facebook is bad, go hang out on Twitter. It's a whole nother level. Oh, I agree. Right. So, you know, and I heard Bill call in, I have great respect for Bill. Uh, but you know, he's like, I want to add a little bit more to the picture. I want to add a little bit more to that picture. Uh, and that is none of this happened until Van Skyver got on Twitter. He's been quote unquote poking the bear, if you will, which really just means taking joy in sharing your opinion that may be unpopular. He spoke freely. Right. He spoke freely. Uh, and, and none of this happened until he got on Twitter. So I think that's a, I think that's cool. I don't think that he did anything that he hadn't already been doing in the past, however many years of his comic book career and talking online. Uh, but you, you will see Twitter witch hunts. Um, as far as this doorknob at Bleeding Cool, uh, this, is the, this is the same place that when um, – and, and I, to be honest, I follow Bleeding Cool because it's, it's like Max Brantley. Even though the guy's an idiot, uh, sometimes there's newsworthy stuff in his idiotic ramble. Well, he's not, he's not right. an idiot. He, he is not an idiot, but he is well, a, I'm talking he's about, a, he's a sneaky snake. That's I'm not, sure. I'm not saying idiot, like literally <laughs> right, dumb. Right, I'm saying him. like, he's an idiot. Like I don't like, he's a blowhard idiot. Right. So it's like Max Brantley. Sometimes you read Max Brantley because you want to, Oh, well he's actually got some news in here. So bleeding cool. When they had the, uh, when they had that uh, cosplay con here in November and that fraud happened, yeah. oh lordy! He was like, his write up on it was like, well, they had a cosplay convention in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and we can already see where this is going. I'm like, what? Already see where what's going? Is it why would having a convention in Arkansas somehow be? You know what I mean? He's, he's like implying that that's a disaster waiting to happen already. Because you're married to your sister. Yeah, well, you know, because it's Arkansas, right? I'm sure this guy has stepped foot in our, you know. I mean, we got outhouses last week, you know, so we're we're moving forward. So, and I posted that on us. I'm like, really? I'm like, you know, what what exactly did you mean by that? So, uh, you know, it, it's not what I'm saying is this isn't the most reliable, unbiased, you know, right. blog. Where now, I hope for Skyver's sake, keep your keep keep your thoughts. Hold my powder. Hold your powder. All right. 
We'll pick this up on right. the other side. Well, I, I've said what I had to say, basically. See, I always, so. I always come in, especially right. to talk about certain things, and then something else comes up, and it's much more interesting than what I had in mind to talk about. It's uh, the Geek Squad. They're all here now. Josh is here, Shane's here, and Mitch is here. We'll be back after Fox News. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> I'm laughing. Shane is, Shane He's, is giving Mitch an oh earful here. <laughs> I'm being a dork, which is my favorite thing to do. Good. All right. Josh is here. Uh, Shane's here. Mitch is here. Mitch Breitweiser, Shane Stacks, Josh uh, Huffington. I, you like me using your real name. That's fine, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, th- I thought maybe you would, and and but anyway, we've used it. I, I mean, instead of, instead of Heffy all the time, I, I cannot think of you now without thinking of you as Joshua Heffy Heffington. That's that's how I think of you. All three, all three words. Not me. I just think of him as Heffy. You know, Heffy. It's what I called him the whole time that when I was program director, and he worked with me. I call him Heffy. Hey, Heffy. We love Heffy. <laughs> we love the guy. He's but anyway. Guy. He thought the cameras would be working today, Shane, and so as you notice, he's not wearing pajamas. He's Batman, <laughs> fully clothed. Did you did you see uh, Mitch and Josh? Maybe Dave saw this too in the uh, Doomsday Clock, which is the Watchmen coming into DC Universe. It's set a year in the future. Batman has his yellow oval back. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Superman's got his red And Superman's getting back, his red trunks back. Uh, which I, I think is exciting. I think That's they're going to start doing that kind of yeah. uh, lineup wide. It still yeah. looks like it. They're going to bring them back to those classic Well, there's nothing wrong with them. They're there's, great yeah. costumes. They That's are. And, they're easy, going to DC. and they're not uniforms. They're costumes. I hate it when they say and uniforms they and code names. Because <laughs> these books had to be drawn up every month. Right. And simple costumes were both easily recognizable by the fan base and the general yep. audience. They mm-hmm. resonated, but they were also easier for the artist to draw without crazy armor. Like you see in the movies. You can do that kind yeah. of stuff in the movies. All this baroque, but if you're an artist crazy, yeah. and they ask you to do this, oh, make it look like the movie, you're like, okay, uh, we're going to have to negotiate here so because it's hard. Here's the thing. For, for four color, and it's not four colors anymore, but I think of mainstream superhero comics as four color comics. They're bright, they're bold, they're vivid, they they're Jack Kirby punches. Right. I mean, yeah. when you really get down to when it. When you get down to CMYK. it. CMYK. So, right. Uh, and and it, there's two elements of a classic uh, superhero costume. One is, like you said, it, it's in most cases, it's relatively easy to draw, right? The other thing is you should be able to look and within one second know what that character is about, right? Get an idea of what that character is about. And we've lost so much of that, especially like with the X-Men and all like these crazy, like what? It, I have no idea what this character is about until 40 pages in 
and you've told me. But these other characters, Spider-Man comes on the scene. He's got a spider. You know that there's something spidery about this guy. Even his costume works in the spider uh, motif, the, right? You see the spider web on him. Right. That's what I'm talking about. You see Batman. I mean, there's a, there's bat, a bat on You him. know that it, there's something baddish about this guy going on. You see on. Doctor Strange. You know he's mystical. He's right. dressed like Jack the Ripper. Right. Yeah, with a with a with a that's, magical that, amulet. Actually, uh, but I mean, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Is that Batman versus Jack the Ripper movie coming out? Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, they're doing an animated. Well, it's Bat- animated. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's Thank still good. The DC God, animated movies are very action. are very good. The DC animated movies are very good. Okay, so, so I got to ask these two guys looked at me like, what? Uh, tonight after my grandson goes to sleep. I'm going directly to Netflix. Yes. Because today. Today. They dropped the Carbon movie, Altered Carbon. Yeah, I'm hearing really, really good things about that. The uh, book is awesome. It's like dude. a cyberpunk type. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, this sounds really interesting. I'll tell you what I'm excited about that's dropped on Amazon Prime. And they're doing an anthology series based on the works of Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and Philip K. Dick is. He's, you know, he wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which was the basis for Blade Runner. Yes. He wrote Summer Toys Last All Summer Long, which was the basis for AI. Um, did people was it see Danko, Danko or whatever, Donnie Danko? Didn't he write that? I don't know. I don't, I think Donnie Darko was kind of a original, but I could be wrong. Um, a Scanner Darkly, he wrote yeah. a scan, he wrote some crazy stuff, but uh, this Angel anthology series, That's what heroin does, too. yeah. Um, so, um, the other thing is, I'm hearing, I've seen one episode of it, but everybody raves about it, Dark Mirror. Oh, it's great. It's like Twilight Zone, but with a technology base, sort of yeah. a dark technology. I, I've seen one episode, the Star Trek episode, which was really good, but I haven't seen any any of the other, but it, I hear it's really good. The one that I liked that just came out this season was called uh, Mech, I believe, where it had the mechanical dogs. Metalhead. Metalhead, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I told you about that. Was that Black Mirror yeah, episode? Black, or? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And and it's all done in black and white, and it does have the feeling of an old Twilight Zone episode, and it is awesome. It'll make you think about AI in a different way. Well, that's what done. I mean. That's what Black Mirror and and shows like that are good at, you know, entertaining you, but also, you know, getting you to think or see something in a different different angle. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that you should think about. Uh, when it comes to um, AI, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We we talked a lot, you know, on the on the the morning jam, and and then after that about AI and trying to raise awareness that you know there's some very deep thinkers that are concerned about AI, but the glass doesn't have to be half empty. I mean, you know, there can be some good, interesting stuff in there as well. Uh, you know, Dave, you mentioned uh, during the break something about Black Panther. I actually brought in some. A little bit of black. Okay. I'm prepared. Okay, before we yeah. do that, yeah. I want you to finish your thought up on, on last hour. On on Van Skyver? Yes. Uh, I mean, I've really, uh, I feel like I, I, I've shot my powder off, but, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, I didn't see anything that, uh, well, I'm just, I love that time the governor called you and said, Dave, hold your powder. <laughs> <laughs> and you told you. me about that. And it just, I, I so, um, because he knew you were about to blast off, but anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, I think I have what to say. He said what I had to say. There's, a, it just backs up what Mitch is saying, and he's talked about from his own personal experience and happening to other 
folks is there is a uh, a virtual pitchfork torch bearing mob that runs on pure emotion that will literally try to ruin your life uh, over being angry about something that they may or may not even have all the facts on. They never have all the facts. Yeah, and, and it's always on emotion. It, it, yeah, and I think that I think it's uh, well, I think it's uh, organized by people that are driven by uh, darker things than that. Yeah, um, that they would like to destroy someone to see their own self gain. Well, you said something uh, when I was driving in. You said it's gross. And right when I was thinking that, like, it smells like sulfur and brimstone to me. It's disgusting. It's, 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 it's like literal, like, hate personified. And I'll tell you, you know? what really, okay, I was thinking about this this morning as this kind of was unfolding still. It's still kind of an unfolding story. If, if someone like that is deplatformed in this business, a talented guy, a guy that engages with the fan that gives to the community, um, if he's deplatformed this, from this business uh, by a few radicals that have been given a, a large platform, much larger than they would ever have in a right. society that didn't have social media, um, then what signal does that send to every kid who's raised in a kind of a Christian or a conservative or a Republican household or even a libertarian household that has talent? That has right. talent. And it says, I love heroes. Everybody loves heroes. Some kids have a great talent for storytelling and drawing and uh, love myths and heroes. And that sends a signal to them that says, don't look at, don't, don't apply here. Don't apply yourself here. Look elsewhere. Uh, don't come to this business. And I think that if they capitulate to this mob, uh, a small mob, uh, then they're going to hurt them. The businesses that do that will hurt themselves in the long run because they're saying that they're, they're basically telling, you know, half the, their potential future talent that, to, to look elsewhere. Yeah. You're not welcome. So you have no future in our business. That's yeah. what they're saying. Richard Kelly, writer of Johnny or uh, Donnie Darko. Mm, okay. Just so, plus, he directed the movie. Yep. So he yep. did all of it. All right. Black Panther, we'll take that up uh, when we come back because. Look, I, I I was reading, you know, the premiere. They had the premiere and, and right. things that were Which being, I have heard great reviews. Yeah, I've heard yeah. great reviews yeah. about it. But I want to talk about it a little bit because the whole political thing that's going on in this country right now is out of control. It infects everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an infection. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. It's, I, it's an infection of we, we, emotional we, immaturity. We've got a problem here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about it on the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, 520. We've got about 10 minutes before we got to get to uh, the wonderful world of Fox News. The Black Panther comes out in a couple of weeks, I think February 16th. Uh, you'll be able to see it on my birthday, the 15th, early, early showing, like a Thursday night or whatever. They just had the uh, the premiere uh, out in uh, in California, and all these people went out to see it. Uh, they ap- they absolutely went gaga over this. I mean, so much so that even Don, you know Donald Glover, who is like a he hates to be on social media, got on social media and said, "The greatest motion picture ever made." It's getting very good advance. It's it's, it's more yeah. than yeah. advanced praise. It's crazy stuff. Uh, 
Black Panther is a love letter about blackness to a world that often ghettoizes it without realizing that it is on black backs that this planet revolves. Who wrote that? Uh, Travel Anderson. I don't know who he is. On Twitter. Oh, okay. All right. This world's livelihood is in our blood as proved in Black Panther. Social media embargo is lifted. Now I can talk about the Black Panther. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Black Panther is everything I wanted and so much more. They've changed the game for the Marvel Universe. My God. (laughs) No, they haven't changed anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was planned to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, I I hope it's, I mean, it looks like it's going to be great. I'm going to go see it, and I, I haven't. Uh, I, I, you know me, Dave. I haven't been out to see a lot of these movies. Uh, this one looks; it does look thrilling. So. Well, I I agree, but but when I hear things like this, I've been to Wakanda, okay, <laughs> I, and I may never recover. Well, yeah, because it doesn't exist. But anyway, I am so grateful that our young people will see this film and their minds will be transformed. Congratulations. Ryan Googler, yeah. you did that. These are probably like the same people that when the the dark uh, the Batman with Bane came out, they swore he was created for the movie based on Bane Capital. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I mean, I guess for me, uh, like I, you know, I've been reading comic books forever, and you know, so I've I'm intimately familiar with Wakanda as a hidden african nation that is incredibly technology advanced uh, technologically advanced and black panthers the ruler and, and all of that um it, you know dave i said we we did our most anticipated geek movies uh of the year show a couple of weeks ago on yep. chain plays yep. and you know black panther was very high on my list because yep. i said everything i'm seeing about it uh looks great the the costume design the colors the choreography everything about it looks amazing um I think in this day and age, just like we were talking uh, previously about the uh, the emotional slant on every, everything's politicized, everything's divided, I, I don't see whether I agree with it or not, it would surprise me more uh, if a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie came out at this point that had a black lead about a black nation that was technologically advanced that didn't bring out this element of uh you know now we're we're vindicated on how great black people are uh and and that they feel all this pent up many years of we've been marginalized by society and they and they're going to rally around this movie i'm not saying that it it's good to to take entertainment to that level but i'm not surprised a bit with as polarized as we are you know we're uh, over the past eight years or whatever, and I and I do lay a lot of this at the Obama administration's feet. Uh, you know, race relations got a lot worse, uh, and and a lot a lot more strained, uh, and and people are just they're popping off like uh, uh, the uh, when you when you shake up a coke and pop it and just fizz. I mean, everyone should. That's a, yeah. that's a good analogy. Yeah, actually, because just, things have yeah. been shaken. It was like this yeah. didn't happen when uh, Blade. Right. Came out. Exactly. Yeah. A great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Right. Yeah. But, no one went, wait, see, Blade could, you know, he's amazing. We got Spawn a black was star. was the first movie I saw twice I, in the theater. Right. I think oh, we Blade? have to. Spawn. Oh, Spawn. Oh, yeah, Spawn. Okay. Spawn's another one. I, I think, you know. Yeah, I've got a list of black is, lead superhero movies right here. What do you got? What else? 
well, you had Meteor Man, you had Blank Man, you had Steel that had Shaquille O'Neal in it. Space Jam. You had Spawn, you had Blade, you had Catwoman with Holly Berry, you had Hancock with Will Smith, which, by the way, to date is still the, the highest grossing uh Black black lead superhero movie. It made more money than all three Blade movies combined, really? but nobody know. mentions Hancock. Hmm. That had Will Smith in it. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, I just think we're in a loaded yeah, we, time. And, you know, no, I hope that, it looks like the movie's going to be great. And I think also, it's gonna be fantastic. I, before, I mean, I, I want to see it. It's not like I'm not going to see it. I just don't want it to be made into something it's that gonna it be. is not. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. I don't see how it can't be in today's climate. I, I think we've taken. Something's happened in this country where, when we used to kind of we used to be cool with each other, uh, like Shane's analogy of shaking up the coke, the the rat uh, they've shaken up a few radicals and turned them against the brothers and sisters in this country, and I I think what Americans really want more than anything else is just for people to get out, take a risk. Do a great thing, make a great piece of art or a piece of music, and show the world how amazing they are. And they don't care what color they are; they don't care where they came from. And I think most Americans are that way. Uh, but they have taken a few of these very loud people, and I—I uh, I hate to say it, but they've almost made some of them as—they've uh, indulged the worst aspects of of all sides. And uh, there are people out there that are just as mean and angry as the old racists from back in the day used to be and that are still around. You know, so, the, I mean, the show that I think uh, was great, it was a television show, was the Cosby show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it showed a, quote, middle class black family. Upper middle class. Even, yeah. Where the father. Now, let me. I want to point out something further because it's a black issue and it's also a. A place was at of, home. It was the place of the man issue. It was one of the few sitcoms in, in modern times where the father was not a buffoon figure. Well, yeah. And think about how often the father is the buffoon figure in a sitcom. Yeah, really, after that show, almost every father figure, like it went from Bill Cosby to Homer Simpson and then uh, Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of after the decline of the Cosby show, it, it really took mm-hmm. a curve. For, mm-hmm. for uh, the male father figure in the yeah. in the city. You don't need a man. Did. You don't need a man for a successful family. Well, that's what the government's been telling people forever. Yeah. Since at least Lyndon Baines Johnson. I want to know, Heffy, what do you what do you think about Black Panther? Are you jazzed? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I was more excited about it after seeing the trailer than I, the newest ones than I thought I would be. What was that thing you sent me on Facebook the other day where I was like, that's bait? The, 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 African-American girl that put out the tweet saying, all right, y'all, white people, February 16th, get out of our way. This is our movie. Y'all need to shut up. We don't we don't want to listen. Well, she said don't even go to the theater. Yeah. And then don't give us your opinion on it. Right. <laughs> I, I have faith that, that people wow. within their own community are going to do to to folks that, that kind of say outrageous stuff like that, uh, that uh, white people do. I mean, white people police their own community. They, they said... This is enough nonsense. Yeah, we don't talk like that. We treat we, we treat people with respect, and we treat them uh, as all God's children. And I think that uh, within the, the the black community, the African American community, they will do the same thing and uh, put some boundaries on the people that are trying to cause more divisions 
than actually exist. I hope so. I mean, I you know, I I, I hope to look at the better, you know, it, 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 a more optimistic view on things. I just hope that people don't start re-bringing up, digging up ideas that the Egyptian culture, you know, had levitation yeah. machinery to build the, you know, the pyramids what? and they had flying machines and, and all the, I mean, that was big back in the nineties. Well, there's still know. people yeah. that subscribe to those theories. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I, 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 I love that art bell coast to coast kind of stuff because it's fun, it but fun. there's some people that take it very, and, and, you know, uh, like the one that went to Watonga, 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 Watonga. No, it's, it's Wakanda where vibranium comes from. Which uh, came from a meteor. Yeah, I did want to, 15 seconds. I wanted to point out Jeffy made, or Jeffy, <laughs> Jeffy made a good point during the break that Black Panther was created by two Jewish men, two Jewish white men. For keep, everybody. Keep that one in mind, everybody. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we, something just was revealed to me, and it wasn't Dr. Strange, okay? It was Mitch Breitweiser. Is it Chad Sahinsky? Yeah, and I okay. I would butcher that. I. Okay, yeah, it's Stahelski, I guess, Stahelski and David uh, Leach were the two directors uh, for the John Wick movie. Evidently, they're going to, they've picked up the option to a book. Yeah, I don't think it's just an option. I think it's 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 going to be made. It sure looks like at work. So uh, my wife, Elizabeth, she colors a book called Kill or Be Killed that our uh, company she, has a... Is she a, listening right now? Yes, she's listening. So maybe she should call in. Yeah, call in, Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, we want to talk to you. I, and so, I just want to say, as long as we're talking about Elizabeth, she did the coloring on the recent Batman annual. Yeah. And that looked so good. Well, that, that was amazing. That picture yeah. on Instagram she posted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is so awesome. Yeah, she's going to do three more issues with Lee. And so it looked uh, fantastic. I didn't spoil anything. Yeah. I think that's been announced. Um, okay. But anyway... Uh, yeah, so, so the the Killer Be Killed book, which was written by Ed Brubaker, who uh, is famous for creating Winter Soldier, um, cr- the book Criminal. He was a writer on uh, Westworld. There it is. Uh, yeah, and so it's Does been it, picked up a, by that director, Chris, uh, from uh, uh, John Wick. So if you're a yeah. John Wick fan and you're a Killer Be Killed fan, that uh, movie, I think, isn't going to be in capable hands. And it's a great series. It's a I- I hope they do a mashup and they end up calling it Killer Be Killed by John Wick. And, and the, the whole thing is, will this character be killed or not by John Wick? And somehow they'll work Keanu Reeves into it. Because this is Hollywood, be great. right? If, this is Hollywood. I think if we could just get Keanu Reeves to make an appearance in the movie, I yeah. think that would drive sales. So yeah, If he'll yeah. just call the show and yeah. talk to it. I'll, I'll, I'll put up call into Keanu for you, Dave. Yeah. Hey, Keanu. Right. to be with us. I'll talk to him about uh, martial arts movies. I, I, the dude is great about martial arts movies. Did you see, did you see the one about where he had the tournaments that the martial with, arts with guy? With Keanu Reeves? Yeah. He's I'm trying to he's think. In, he's the head, he's the head guy. He fights at the very end because he's really good martial arts. Is artist. he real life? Yeah, he's yeah. really good. I don't know. But, uh, it was about, he, he runs this contest and he goes out and finds people to be in it and they, as they win, they make a lot of money. And all that. It's a good movie. It's called My Own Private Idaho 2 <laughs> Cage Matches. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what it is. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I liked Rowan, too. I thought that was a great one. Was it Rowan 49 or what about the 
all the samurais and all of that. Oh stuff. yeah, Elizabeth yeah. texted me hi, so she's, <laughs> oh, she's listening. I guess she's not going to call in. Uh, nothing about the, sh- the movie. Okay, so kill or be killed. Keep kind of keep your ear. Yeah, check out the graphic novel. Listening. Yeah, it's uh, brilliantly done. Okay, and yep. the guy from uh, Grateful Dead on that, right? Grateful Dead. Gra- <laughs> well, yeah, the next, dead. Just, no, 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 no. I just showed my age. Uh, the, right. the next season of The Walking Dead the walking is going to be dead. Grateful the Dead. Grateful and dead. all the zombies suddenly get they very nice. Flowers, so yeah, they suddenly be, get very nice. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be the final they give, season. They, yeah, before they eat <laughs> the you, they just dead. say, we're really appreciative that yeah. you allowed us to catch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be eating Jerry right. Garcia ice cream. Yeah, But he has Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a... Directed by the, it's going to be directed. Killer Be Killed is written by Ed Brubaker, who created Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier! Uh, and he's Sorry. involved a little bit in Westworld, and uh, he's got some other books. Um, the other book she does is called Outcast, and that's written that's by really the. It is a good graphic novel. It you is. should definitely pick up Outcast. Really good. It is written by Robert Kirkman, who there created and is the executive producer on The Walking Dead, and he still writes comic books, many comic books, um, and he's got a great big following. And that one that you were just talking about is is it showtime or something it was on cinemax for two seasons and i think they're show if you have an hbo subscription you can watch both seasons now on hbo so you can get caught up on on hbo go now to check it out and is he not also the the publisher for image comics and on top of all Uh, that he he had cheese you know, I don't know. Uh, I know he sits on the board okay. of Some Image Comics, but he owns his own imprint called Skybound, okay. which is a partner with, with Image Comics. I isn't, think he's been made a partner at Image. Isn't it amazing what that guy has done? Yeah, he struck gold with Walking Dead, I tell you what. And he's tenacious, and he's a hard worker, mm-hmm. and he's a very smart guy. So he's got sort of a confluence he's still doing of, of stuff with The Walking Dead and graphic novel. He, you know, the, no, the Walking Dead is a monthly. It's, it's one of the yeah. best-selling monthly comic books. It is the best-selling independent comic book, probably of all time. It's on like issue like one fifty or one seventy. I mean, it's or amazing like that. that he's it, been able to carry it. Sells that like long. seventy thousand or eighty thousand, seventy thousand units a month. Yeah. Wow. You know what he was doing before that? Ultimate X Men and Marvel Zombies. Yeah, Marvel so he cut, his, he cut his teeth on Marvel. He turned the Marvel universe into zombies, and then went on and did his own. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, and from what I understand, cause a lot of people are like, well, the walking dead TV show is different. He's pretty involved in the plotting of yes, the, the TV show yeah, too. So it's like, he's telling producer. two parallel, uh, stories. Yeah. I don't know how you know. he does he's also, that. Yeah. He's also involved in fear of the walking dead. Is he? Yeah. He's involved in all of that stuff. Which Morgan is showing up there. Evidently. Yeah. He's going to show up this season. And they're that. advancing the timeline from what I hear. I, I don't know. I haven't watched it, but that. I saw the headline. I don't so know. they're leaving Mexico now? I don't know. Leaving I'm Mexico. ready for them to leave. I mean, if you go to Mexico, you should have at least one shot at tequila. They have not. How they haven't had any? Would None. it have been? Well, the worms are been... wiggling around in there because yeah. they're zombies. A wall. Oh. Yeah, that'd be good. Right? All the zombies can't get to Mexico. Yeah, Mexico becomes the zombie outbreak in America, right? And everybody in Mexico is going to be fine. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, in world now the movie, I don't know if the book did this, in the movie World War Z, the yeah. only safe country left on Earth was Israel because they had built no, that's right. a huge wall. wall. Yeah. so That's supposed to be. Is that out this year? World War Z? Part, part two. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's coming. But what's interesting is the book is really different from the movie. Uh, the book, oh no, kidding! The, yeah. the book is really, really good. The movie was oh, okay. I, I, I thought it was a great action. But it movie. was okay. Well, yeah. yeah but I mean, yeah. if you went to see it and 
wanted to start in China with it. Yeah, like you the, know? with Patient Zero. Yeah, like, that's great. Yeah, the, the, the World War Z book is actually written by Mel Brooks' son, um, and he writes it like a series of interviews conducted after the zombie that's war right. is yeah. over, and it's just really good. Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. And when I went to see the movie, it was nothing like that. Yeah, the book. see, I watched the movie first. So, you they know, I was like, it, oh, they this made is it fun. like a, just a, an action an movie action with movie. Brad Pitt. It was know? actually more of an action movie than a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's the book is, are, is awesome. And it's a horror book, man. It really is. Yeah. It's really good as far as yeah. that. You've very read good. that book, haven't you? I haven't read all that one, no. Oh, you got to read it. Very good. You read that, Mitch? I have not well, seen the it's movie. Good. It's good. I mean, it's a long read, but it's really good. One of my favorite parts in it is the uh, the military out in the field, and all the zombies are coming, and they just sit there for hours upon hours killing them. You wow. remember that? Mm-hmm. How they're all well, stacking they, up? We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess we got a little bit of time before yeah. break. There's a great scene in the mo- in the book where in the early in the early days of the zombie outbreak the uh the military brings all these reporters and everything out and and sets up all these like bombs and to show how they're going to stop the yeah, zombies yeah, yeah. and they hit them with everything they have other than like basically a nuke and the zombies just keep coming because most of our conventional weapons are designed to stop a human right it 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 punctures a a uh, a vital organ or it or like the bomb yeah and then they're just yeah. a headshot right and 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 so all the and so the zombies just keep coming and and then the military gets really embarrassed uh before you know uh society falls apart and then they like you're talking about they develop this method where they have everybody get into like a square yeah and they're all shooting outwards and just for hours and hours they let the zombies just keep coming while they mow them down yeah yeah and they and they teach them in when they're like in basic that you shoot, you only shoot at a specific height. Right. It's a really good book. It's, it's, it's great yeah, stuff. I, I recommend really it. Good, so yeah. yeah, it's very, very creative. Fun, fun stuff. All right, got to get a break in. Let's do that. we got another segment to come up. Who knows what we'll talk about because I don't. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. We continue the Dave Ellswick Show last segment for this week. And the Geek Squad is here. I, I got to get them in uh, pretty quickly uh, for... Um, February because I will be gone one Friday, in fact two Fridays. What for us? Uh, I've got my birthday coming up, yeah. and then I'm at CPAC. Oh, one week during. Speaking of important days, yes. And I, are you, is Val going to CPAC with you? I knew that was she's, a possibility. Uh, she's, yeah, she's flying herself out though. Okay, so uh, I haven't been able to go to one of your classic movies in forever because my D and D game was on Tuesday nights. Yes, I moved it to Thursdays. Good, and one of the reasons, not the only, but one of the reasons, is so that you're taking your wife to see Sound of Music. Well, we did the last time you came through. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'll ask her if she wants to go see it. You again. need to go. You better get your ticket because the big theater is almost sold out. Really? I I really enjoyed seeing that on the big screen. Have you ever seen Clockwork Orange on the big screen? No, but it's one of my favorite movies. You need to go see the it. old Ultraviolence. That's March. The, April, it's, bring your children. it's sold out. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> it's a good family, <laughs> yeah, yeah, film good family for you. movie. Uh, coming in April, we've already got one theater sold out. We're, selling, we're getting close to having the second sold out. Uh, Gone with the Wind. We're nice. showing that back up. That'd be a great movie. Screen. I wonder if you'll get protesters for that. I don't know. Not in Little Rock. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, since you bring up uh, A Clockwork Orange, uh, that's one of my favorite movies and favorite books. Mm hmm. And the movie actually did the book a disservice, which is no 
surprise. So that where happens did a lot, Stanley right? Kubrick screw up? Well, Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. is Im- it's impossible for him to screw up, in my opinion, because I love his work. He did the stand. But he did a stand. He did, you know. No, not the stand. Was it the stand? The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's an I amazing. He next. did 2001 A Space Odyssey, yeah. which was. But he screwed up The Shining. Well, if you read the book, yeah. Well, this is the you thing. You went to the movie and you went, "What?" Uh-huh. Stephen King yeah. isn't too thrilled with, with, with his work on that. Well, but yeah. here's the thing. Okay, so I I love Stanley Kubrick's work. I liked the Clockwork Orange movie. Okay, but in the movie, it ends with him still being basically a reprobate. Right? He's yeah. on, he's on stage and he's like, "I'm back, baby," because he broke the the mental programming. Correct. In the book, they have one more chapter where it's set a few years down the road and he runs into one of his old gang members and that guy has matured has a wife has a son and that guy starts questioning his life and and starting to mature so it showed that given enough time people can change on their own okay. and mature without needing brainwashing by the government i just think right. the book and then the movie yeah. were pretty almost prophetic no very prophetic. you look at crime and punishment today and look at that movie and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of similarities now yeah i love that movie yeah when they go to the milk bar oh yeah i know you would like that yeah yeah i just love that movie do not take your children no mitch was being funny Uh, i was actually actually i haven't (laughs) seen it in years but i watched it over and over for like in my 20s it was one of my old standbys who tried to sue to keep that movie from being released? Do you remember? I, I, I would. Ha- I have no idea. Gene Kelly, because they, oh, because the singing in the rain. Oh, yeah, during that one scene, yeah, where, where yeah. they beating the homeless guy, yeah, right. And it, another thing they did interesting was the main character, who was a complete hoodlum, loved Ludwig von Beethoven. Yeah. So showing that even hoodlums have a little beauty in their soul. <laughs> so. Dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You got to love the music in the movie. It's great music. No, it's a great movie. All right. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow night, I'm going to go see The Illusionist. The Illusionist? Yeah, from right. Broadway. Oh. They're over at uh, Robinson. Nice. I want to see in February. Well, we're in February now. Yes, we like are. Like the third or fourth week, they're doing this A Night with C.S. Lewis thing in um, Conway. I really want to go to that. But well, just reading his stuff? No, or, it's a guy. It's like a traveling show where a guy is like, like C.S. Lewis. Yeah, he acts like C.S. Lewis, like he's in a study, and yeah. I guess he get, it's a one man show, and he gets up and just talks to the audience. Oh, this might be. That, oh, yeah, I really need. I want to see that. Really, that really that Alice in It's in Conway, guy? Arkansas. No, no, no. Oh uh, no. no, that's not. Oh no, C.S. Lewis, Lewis wrote uh, Mere, Mere Christianity, Christianity, Chronicles of Narnia, Screw Tape Letters. You know who does an amazing Screw Tape Letters? John Cleese. And he's not even a believer, yeah. but he loves that book, and he does an amazing uh, screw tape letters. I wonder why he likes it. Well, it, it appeals. It appeals. I mean, it's written on his, just like Chronicles of Narnia is is straight up Christian symbolism and allegory, but it's written in such a way that you could be like, "I'm the biggest atheist on earth, but I love these books." So. Yeah, yeah. I guess people resonate with <laughs> symbols, right? Especially when they're not throwing ideology in your face, right? Uh, and uh, you know that's a powerful storytelling tool. And it's been used for centuries. Well, a lot of people like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's very symbolic. Oh, my uh, gosh, like, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. Well, you might want to you know, uh, spend a little time figuring what that's about. Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings, was instrumental in bringing C.S. Lewis to faith. Yeah. Yeah. So They were buddies. The mm-hmm. Inklings. They yeah. were buddies. They were. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. We're down to just a few minutes left. 
what's the next movie that you're really excited about seeing? Mm. I guess Black Panther. To okay. Be yeah, right. I really want to see that. Black Panther. Everybody's going to see Black, Black Panther, Panther and Hostels. I got to go see Hostels. Hostels oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, when you go, don't think you're going to walk out of that movie with a smile on your face. It's called right? what? Hostels. Hostels. Yeah. Like hostels, like these people H-O-S-T-I-L-E-S. are acting hostile. Yes, yes. It's about it's about a captain in the cavalry who has been out on the range in New Mexico fighting the Indian Wars for years. And now he has to take a guy, a, a chief, mm. a Cheyenne chief, back to his homeland to die. Mm. And he happens to be one of his greatest enemies that he fought oh. on the battlefield. Is that the one with Christian oh, Bale in it? Yes. And, and, okay. and, and uh, Wes Studi is in it. And it, I'm just telling you. Okay. It's a great movie. All right. You yeah, know what I'm hooked good. now. You know what other movie we forgot to mention I didn't even think about it uh, on our show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. This movie Clint Eastwood's doing about the guy on the train who helped yeah. stop this terrorist attack. Be all, right. I mean, did hear, all right. Did you hear that? He, yeah. Do you know that he used the guys that actually stopped the terror attack as the actors? Yes. I saw that. Wow. I thought it's like that dude that looks authentic. Really yeah. He looks like they are in the military the, the people. Yeah. Wow. They're the guys who did it. And he, did you, you know, Clint Eastwood's 87. He's going to act in another movie. That. He's going to direct. He's re- helping write it. And he's going to act in it. It's about the oldest drug mule ever. This guy. And, and the drug oh, mules are the people they, they hire to go across yeah, borders, yeah. right? He worked okay. for El yeah. Chapo, and he was 87 years old when he was caught. Well, he stood is 87 years old. And uh, they kept him out of jail because they said that he had a, a terminal disease and he was, didn't only had six months to live, and he lived for another couple of years. <laughs> so that's very interesting. He's from, the guy was from Detroit. I'll definitely go see it. I'm sure it's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, I had not heard to, of that. Fun to watch. I'll watch Eastwood do anything. He's a, <laughs> I just think he's a great actor. Right, Clint? Yeah, Clint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're looking at, yeah, he's pointing he's a gun at you. Yeah, yeah, of course you're going to say that. A picture made with him before we leave here. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you my Clint Eastwood story? No. I was in I Hollywood. I, I was up. I was in Hollywood. I was doing some work with, in the military back in the 80s, and uh, it was getting close to Valentine's day and I was at a floors and I was buying flowers uh, for my wife and was sending them back. And uh, there's like two days from Valentine's day and I'm trying to pick up an arrangement because I was just a lowly three striper. I'm not making a lot of money and I'm trying to find an arrangement I can afford. And I'm talking to the lady over the counter and uh, I said, I'd like this, but I only got this much money. And, and she's looking at me while well, you schmo. I yeah, it's like, well, too bad to be you. All of a sudden, this voice says, that's all right. I'll pay for it. Wow. Now I turned around to Clint Eastwood. Wow. And the impact of that was very sudden. Yes, it was it? a sudden impact. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely that. But no, seriously, that was, you know, he is a big supporter of the military. Yeah. No, he's he's a legit patriot. So is Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you probably all know about the homes that he's built and things. Well, I know that he's not just your typical, you know, I've got rich and, you know, I mean, he's he's a real conservative believer. Well, there's there's (laughs) there's people out there that give back because they mean it. And then there's people out there that give back because it makes them look good. And, you know, Denzel. Okay, so I got a minute. Who's this on line one that's waiting? Okay, Larry, what's up? I got 60 seconds. Hey, uh, good evening. I was, uh, I heard you talking about, um, 
God, I lost, I lost my track of mine a minute ago. I almost had a damn car wreck, and it wasn't my fault. All right, that's all right. Well, we're glad you're alive. So it's, all right, Chase so a hummingbird. Me up. But anyway, uh, um, have you, has this guy? Have y'all ever seen End of the Line? An old movie from Little Rock with um, Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah. Good gosh, Lebon Helm. They filmed that around here in the 80s. I remember them filming that behind my grandparents' house. I, I'm yeah. done. Yes. I, just so you know, Larry, I'm done with Mary. I showed One Magic Christmas one year, which I think is a great remake of It's a Wonderful Life. And I literally almost begged Mary Steenburgen to, to come to and, the, she and, wouldn't. and talk. And she wouldn't because she said our politics were too far apart. Oh, and it was like, that's a shame. I don't want to talk about politics. I, I just want to talk, talk about, about the movie. movie. Yeah. You know, Josh, thanks for coming. You're You've welcome. been quiet over there today. He has. Didn't talk about anything you want to talk about, huh? I, I, y'all got so smart for me today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back together again here in a couple of weeks. Mitch, always thank you to thank you, you and Shane to you as well. Zach, thanks for running the board in the last hour. I'll see everybody tomorrow morning during the car and truck di- uh, doctors. Don't forget about two o'clock on Monday. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.